I'm living, good. man. You're living? I'm living. I'm living. We got a special guest today. Very special guest. Yeah, really guest. special guest. Yeah. Uh, let me get all the formalities of the way, and then we can introduce this man. Uh, Springs of Thread Podcast, episode 27. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever the hell you consume this shit. Follow the podcast at Springs.Thread on Instagram, and just get to commenting. Give us the five stars. Mikey's trying really hard. Come on, he gives you good shit every every week. Every he fucking week, guys. Every, every week. fucking week. Every right? week. Exactly. You know? So give us a five star. Give Mikey a five star. I'm, getting, I'm getting I'm getting my drink on tonight, so you know this is gonna be a good podcast. Because whenever I drink at least one alcoholic beverage, I come up with the best ideas on this podcast. I didn't drink last week, and I came up with that boxing glove thing. So, so we it's, collectively it's, came up with that one. Come on. We did collectively come up with that one for sure. Yeah. It's only gonna get better from here. I, I think right. I think I brought up the initial idea and then we workshopped it as a team. You know? There you go. We got the it, sample it's, department. It's te- teamwork te- makes the dream work. Te- tech packs, you know? Yeah. Your favorite? Oh no. No. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I do wanna say some things, guys. Um we've had about um nine ratings on the podcast. Okay, no. so I just want to shout out maybe two of them, most recent. So Side Chick Twelve, whoever that is, awesome <laughs> podcast, <laughs> love the content, super knowledgeable and informative. It's great. Side Chick Number Twelve. <laughs> Side chick. On the back order. Where's one to where's, where's where's one to eleven? <laughs> we also got Blues Ninety Six. Say great group of guys. Very knowledgeable and entertaining. Amazing show. Like B-L-U-Z? Yeah. Wow. Legend. Legend. Legend? I di- yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that he uh, he tunes into the pod, but what a legend. Okay. Wow, okay. that's a boy. So, so thank you, Side Chick, and thank you, uh, Blues. Appreciate the love. Wow. Keep them coming. Love you. Keep them um, coming. I guess I'm doing an introduction this week. Yeah, you yes, are. Sir. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for all this shit. But, uh, well, you're ready I'm, with your hoodie on. Yeah, you know, I got the ALD on, but um, yeah, on the pod this week, we have a good friend of mine, a mentor, uh, all-around great guy, really, you know, knowledgeable, uh, archive fashion god, uh, yeah. probably has a, a bigger knowledge than I could ever even imagine of having, um, sneaker collector, you know, sneakerhead in training, I would say. <laughs> Training is that is that shade? Wow. Uh, no, I'll, 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 uh, no, I'll I'll explain it in in a minute. Um, but yeah, just honestly, like one of the smartest people I know. You know, when he opens his mouth, I I definitely shut mine because I he's one of the few people that I would rather listen to than talk to. Um, yeah, my my good friend Marco Del Papa. Let's give it up. Oh, an owner owner of uh, of Nostalgia, uh, which is his archive fashion business. Um, grailed God, he might be able to actually, um, you know, help Darius out with this, uh, AP pop socket. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> make a wish. Make a wish, Darius. Make a wish know, foundation. Right? Okay, Marco, <laughs> welcome to the pod. Thanks, guys, and thanks, Mikey, for the really warm welcome. Course, you know, man. I tried. I tried. <laughs> you really okay, outdid so, yourself. Hold on. <laughs> grailed God. Barker, do you want you want to dive into that? Do you, do you consider yourself a grilled god, a grilled genius? I don't consider myself a grilled god. 
but I was one of the uh, first users on Grail, like back in the day. And since then, I've amassed, I think, over 1,500 transactions. I worked wow. for Grail for about two or two and a half years. So I do have my fair share of experience with Grail. I call myself a god, I don't know, probably not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, uh, I've been, been through it all on Grail for sure. That's crazy. Were you on like a strategic role with, with Grail or what were, you, what were you kind of working on, if you can talk about it? Yeah, so my role at Grail was a curator. So essentially what I did is I ensured that like a lot of the listings on the website were like authentic, there was no scams going on, uh, the people had the item in hand. So pretty much what we're doing is like overseeing the marketplace and making sure that it was safe, well, as safe as we could for the, uh, the consumers. Wow, that's pretty big because Grail has grown exponentially since uh, COVID. That's how, at least how I feel. A lot of these kind of, uh, you know, secondhand or, you know, pre-loved clothing. And transactions are taking off since since the pandemic. Yeah, I was working for Grail between, I think, 2016 and 2018. So at the time, it was a lot smaller, but still, there was a decent flow of listings. Nowadays, uh, like you said, there's a, a ton of listings that get posted every minute. So the people who work there really have a lot on their plate. And... I do know the team has grown quite a bit and um, they're trying really their best to make sure that all the items are authentic because as you guys know, there's like a lot of fraud on the internet and people are trying to find any way to make a quick buck. So it's a really tough job for them, but I think they do a decent job, especially when you compare it to other platforms. Yeah. I know this isn't the Grail pod, but Darius and Mikey, have you guys used Grail before? I have. Yeah? Successfully a few times. Successfully a few times. Okay, dive into that. What do you What do you mean by successfully a few times? Oh my god! <laughs> so my grill profile has a fantastic one star rating. Fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you the story behind it. So I was selling a pair of Berluti boots by Hyder Ackerman, the Keith Austin boots. If you're a Hyder nerd, and full box everything and i had a negotiation with the buyer and he ended up clicking the buy button so sure and then his profile is listed in north america i believe it was us they're like okay i'll cover shipping no problem it's not a big deal cover shipping and insurance how bad could it be you know these are msrp like three thousand dollar boots and i'm selling it to you for like a grand maybe so whatever, I'll, I'll cover shipping, it'll cost like a hundred something dollars, whatever, I'll eat that cost. Then he messages me and tells me, oh, can you ship it to Korea? It's like, know. that was not part of the, our negotiation. No. And I refunded him. And then he hit me with a nice one star saying, seller changed mind, bad seller. I'm like, okay, whatever. Wow. And that stayed there forever. This. I think it's more interesting to have that than... Uh, than like a good rating. You know what though? You want you want to hear something that's gonna make you really happy? You don't have a what? one star rating. You actually have two feedback, and uh, you're you're a three star you're a three star general, pal. Three out of five. Am I? I'm a three star general. Yeah, nice. you're. you're oh, average... I think I sold a shirt to someone, and then they actually uh, reviewed me. But to you're stars. average as hell. You're average as hell, Darius. You're doing a great job of being I know, average. Super <laughs> average. Super <laughs> average. I think I sold a shirt to someone. I think that's a wise option. But um, Grailed though, Grailed admin team loves taking down my listings in the past and then i got tired of it i'm not selling on grilled anymore 
I know a lot of people have had similar experiences and I do think that they spend a lot of time like being overly cautious. I don't blame them, but at the same time for like a regular consumer, regular user, it's, it's pretty frustrating. I hear that like time and time again. So yeah, I don't blame you at all. All the time. Marco, he was, he was trying to sell like a Louis Vuitton denim jacket and it was like totally real. And uh, they were like, no, nah, it's a bongy dang. And they, they clipped them. Multiple times. They clipped them. Yeah, that's bizarre. They keep, they, keep, they, yeah. they keep fucking with Darius. I know. I, there's I there's nothing up, Marco could do. <laughs> I know. I post Marco, up you at got, the you same gotta... time. Um, a, literally the same time. This is just a funny story. I've told it a few times on a pod. <laughs> but I literally post up a pop socket for 70 US dollars. Then I post up a limited case, um, like bookcase for a Pablo Picasso Toro and Toreros book. They take that one down, but not the pop socket. You actually you actually have it up for $75, Darius. $75. There $75. Many I, I just uh, sent it to you on Discord, Marco. Uh, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's a pop socket. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a pop, pop socket. socket. Someone offered me money for it. I'm like, I really, no. Has, has anybody offered you on that yet? Yeah, you offered me thirty five or thirty bucks on it. U.S. shipped. Why don't you just put it on your phone, Darius? Because uh, then it doesn't fit smoothly in my pocket. What do you mean? It crunches down. Yeah, but then my my phone is smooth, right on the back. Yeah. And then you'll have a little the little no the little, the little the bump. pop socket. Yeah, it's but then good. but then when you when you put it down on the table, you can spin it like an idiot. It's the best. Yeah, but I don't. I can spin it anyways. No, you can't spin it the same way. Get the fuck out of here. I have a then case. Put it down on the on the front, dude. I what? Yeah, just you're put gonna the put down. it down on the front and then scratch yeah. up your screen because you're spinning it. Yeah, you're fucking nuts, bro. <laughs> you're nuts. No case, no case at all. Wow. Do you actually not have a case on your phone? No, I don't have a case. You're a madman, bro. I don't know how people do that shit. I don't have a case either. What is wrong with you people? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Stop dropping your phone. What the fuck? You, you, okay, but like, you're acting like you've never accidentally dropped your phone, is what I'm saying. Like, you, Oh, you, I've fully accidentally dropped my phone before. Okay, and how painful is that when you don't have a case on it? I dropped it on, uh, I've dropped it on a lot of stuff and it hasn't broken. It's painful when it breaks. It's never broken. Before. So put a case, yeah, okay, but like, oh my god, the, like... <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like Mikey's you're already you're, self-destructing. You're just already. you're just not jiving with uh with Darius today. Yeah, because he because he fuck like like yo who puts the like I gave you two options the fire emoji for the fire reds or you could do the sick face and he chose the sick face and to me that's disrespect against Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm also the person who said that Michael Jordan is wrong sometimes. Like it's okay that he's wrong. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's he's right like ninety seven and a half percent of the time, except when he's wrong. Yeah, for the two and a half percent of the of the time. Yeah, yeah. Which like I when think he signs off on uh, eleven lows, or when he, or when he, or when he drafts percent. literally any player that isn't Lamelo Ball, a- any player oh, yeah. in yeah, the oh, yeah. his in the history of the Charlotte Bobcats and the new Charlotte Hornets. Any player besides Lamelo Ball 
He's still wrong. Yeah. He he was literally just drafting guys that he could be one on one. I honestly I think that was his that <laughs> wow. was that was his drafting strategy. He's like, huh, oh, who could I fuck up this year? Frank Kaminsky? Yeah, that guy. I'm a dunk Easy on him. Easy work. Yeah. Easy work. Yeah. Um well, Mikey, your experience is on grilled. My experience is on grilled. Uh yo, you know what? I think I bought shit off grilled. Um I don't think I've ever sold on there. Just because I don't know, I hate like I don't really like shipping to the States. And I know, like a lot okay. of a lot of buyers are uh, predominantly in the states. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I think that just kind of turned me off from it. I think one time I did try selling. Um, I think it might have been like an ABC shirt or something like that that I got, and I didn't have it in hand, and then they clipped me, and I just didn't try again. I was like, whatever, grailed. It was probably Marco that took the fucking ad down, realistically speaking. He knew it was you. Could have been. Really could have been. It was, a, it was a few years ago. It honestly might have been you. Who knows? We crossed paths before we actually met. That's wild. I was hating on you since day one. I like it. like that. Keep that same energy, eh? Keep the energy. Keep that energy, bro. Um... But yeah, if if there's anything you can you can do for Darius about that uh, denim jacket, he's really it's 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 been well, a. Brick. I already sold it. Oh, you sold it's it? Fine. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Fine. I was gonna say I probably have it? better luck with the feedback than the uh, the jacket because once they think something's fake, it's really hard to change their mind. But feedback's always something you can like um, bring up to them and kind of like see if you can get it reverted or changed. Yeah. Oh yeah, what's happened before is I I've texted like another grilled curator and I was like. Do you think I should sell this on on Grilled? He's like, yeah, like you can do it, and he knows it's legit for other products. And then, like, a couple of days later, take gets taken down. I'm like, yo, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty upset too. Yeah, I know how you it feel. This happened to me too, and I'm I'm literally an admin on the site, so right. It's <laughs> it's so frustrating. But were you were you at Grilled during the launch of Heroin? Yeah, I was. And I, I still sell quite a bit on heroin. I know like it's not really? really that popular nowadays. It kind of fell off a little. But I still uh, buy and sell on heroin quite a bit. Really? I, I always saw heroin as like, it's not very, like we said, like you said, it's not as popular as grilled. And I, I find like a lot of women's clothes end up getting listed on like Vestair and Real Real. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Depop another, is another one that's really big as well for uh, women's clothing. Heroin was always like the uh, neglected younger sister of Grailed. But I think definitely has some potential. I mean, there's a lot of nice pieces that get posted, but the market really isn't, isn't there. Best Air slaps. They have a lot of stuff on that site. I mess with Vestair very heavy. I I haven't purchased anything off there, but like I browse it all the time, and I'm like, damn, there's a lot of nice shit on here. Yeah, the real real as well as a lot of nice stuff, but I've seen the real real needs to take better photos. Oh my god. I don't I don't think I like ever surf that. Is the real real? I don't think I ever do that. By the way, we didn't do fit. We didn't do a let's do it wrist do it. feet shit this week. I just want to get into to the beef, but anyways, let's cover that. Mikey, what's what was on the wrist? What's on the feet? Um, on the wrist, uh, today was mostly the Apple Watch, but it died on me, so I swapped out GA twenty one hundred. It died on Finally. you. Yeah. It died on you. It oh no! If me. only it wasn't oh it was mechanical. Uh, yeah, and I didn't. I didn't literally didn't charge it from yesterday morning, so like we can relax on that shit. 
I mean, the, the tutor, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, the tutor man. the tutor's also 3600 fucking dollars. Like, Easy. Easy. <laughs> Yo, one day I'm just going to pull that shit out. You guys are going to go nuts. Yeah, I would actually go apeshit. Yeah. I, I would be happy for you. You would lose it. Um, and then on the feet today, it was actually the AM95s, but I do think that, you know, honorable mentions go to the shoes that I've been wearing uh, very much over the last... Uh, week, uh, the Yeezy 700, the creams, been wearing those quite a lot, and ever since Friday, I wore them every single day, except today, uh, just because it didn't go with what I was wearing, was the AM90 bacon or Dave's quality meat, for those of you that know, a fantastic retro. So, so nice. So fucking happy I got my hands on those. And yo, I'm, I'm a size 10. I'm a size 10. I'm a size 10. Do you want to dive into that, by the way? Because you, you called me about it the other day. But. I've been wearing a 10.5 for like, I, fuck, I don't know, like at least Your like life. six years. Yeah, like six or seven years. And uh, I slipped on the 10.5 um, in the DQMs. They were like clown shoes. I was like, fuck this. And then, you know, I didn't take a step in them or anything. Um, and then I... Uh, put on the 10 and they feel like a glove and I was like, okay, cool. And even today, like, uh, I have some coast dunks, 11 and a half women's. I wanted to see how they fit, fit perfectly. I'm a hundred percent a size 10. Wow. You played yourself yeah. for a very long time. I, I played myself for fucking ever. I, I can't about, believe it. What, what's your, dunk. what's the Yeezy size you, you copped? A 10 and a half. And I mean like that, but the thing is like those, those fit pretty much fine. Like the thing is, I can I can fit in a size ten and a half, but yeah. in terms of like preserving the shoe and like not having it crease and shit, ten is the way to go for me. I I noticed that a hundred percent. Like I I don't think those Air Max nineties are gonna crease like ever because they actually do not like bend when I walk in them. Damn, it's it's like a perfect fit. I I never knew this level of uh, comfort. You know, not, it's not even comfort because like I was comfortable in a ten and a half too. It's just like carefree, like shoe wearing where like I just I don't have to give a shit about whether it creases or not. I it legitimately just doesn't crease. Huh. Yeah, it's amazing. Damn. Uh how about you, Ed? Uh you're you're gonna like this one. Uh so on the wrist really quick, um for the whole time has been the Rolex Explorer two one four two seven zero. Love it. Everyday watch. Banged it up. Did a lot of shit with uh, with the BB58. And so just wore that. On the feet, Mikey, are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. The weekend and going into the beginning of the week were the Fire Red 4s. Let's go! Yay. Classic. Classic. Very nice. Um, straight denim from, from Uniqlo. Uh, but then starting yesterday and today, I slipped on the classic gray or Castle Rock 990 V5s. Nice. So, yeah. Let's and I go. had a full gray outfit without even knowing it today. Fire Reds. Let's go, baby. Fire Reds. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the Fire Reds. That's hey, Marco. What, what have you been wearing on the feet? And do you wear anything on the wrist? Actually, I don't wear anything on the wrist, and I'm pretty ashamed of it, but it's probably something I need to figure out moving forward. I know uh, next cop. people have been trying to get me to get an Apple Watch, but I don't really feel it. For the feet, I was wearing some Guidi backset boots today, but prior to that, I've been wearing um, the Nike off-white rubber ducks 
the black and green pairs. Sorry, I know I'm going to get some hate for this, but I, I love them. <laughs> I think it's a great shoe. It's, you know what? I think the colorway. I've got words. No, no. I think the colorway, if you can style them right, look dope. The only time, like, a lot of the times when I see these fit pics on Instagram, what gets me, and again, I don't mind if you want to throw shade at me or you want to, you know, DM me and just, like, cuss me out. But you wear fucking camo shorts with, like, high socks with, with, the, with the wrong <laughs> shoes. That's what gets me, okay? It's like there are so many great shoes out there. If you knew how to style them properly, then, yeah, it's going to look great. But if you're going to wear, like, Walmart cargos mm. or, like, you know, Walmart camo stuff... It's it's not gonna look good, okay? That's my only thing. The, the shoe is great. I do agree, Marco. I think it's definitely ahead of its time, and people will probably look back at it in a few years and be like, "Wow, that was a really good shoe," and like I slept on it. Yeah, yeah. Did 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 you see? Um, did you ever see or get, put your hands on the? What was it again a cold wall Nike Vermeros? The Vermeero fives, yeah. Air Vermeros. Oh wow, those are those released a little bit a while ago, right? I think yeah. it was like two years ago now, right? Two years ago. Yeah, I had the Air Forces. The I think that was the first collab, if I recall correctly. But the Vimeros, I never had them. But it, honestly, it's a cool shoe. The Vimeros, I remember when they came out, a bunch of people, A, took off the heel block, which is sort of stupid. And B, a lot of people were dip-dying them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. If, if, I got the, them. if I got the Stussy Air Force one, I'd do it 100%. I would dip that the shit out of that oh, shoe. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of that as well. I mean, the, the, the just on Vermeer is I think that that was another great example of if you don't know how to wear the shoe, don't fucking buy it or don't don't wear it. Like yeah. I've seen so many trash photos, like trash fits. Right, it's just yeah. fucking grinds my gears. You know what the uh, the rubber dunk? I like the silhouette. I remember when they first dropped. I hated the black and green pair. Um, but I loved the like the silver one, the platinum with the with the blue, yeah, and then the gum I sole. Like that one. Um, I love that shoe right off the bat, and then you know, as time has gone by, just the black and green one really grew on me. I don't think I'd buy it for personal, but I think it's like a fucking great shoe. Like the more I see it, the more I like it. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Uh, Darius, how about you? What was in rotation on the wrist today? was the ap royal oak chrono um i've been looking at getting another one like swapping this one out because of rumors of updating the movement but that's neither here nor there and i don't know if i want to do that and it's also hard to get ap's in right now um on the feet i wore birkenstocks wool socks and birkenstocks wow Which arizona's, Birken oh, arizona's Burke boy. Burke boy. Yeah, boy. regular old Birkenstocks. Man, speaking of like mules or slides, um, I've been in livestock over the last like week. I've been there at least six times um, yeah. between their two locations in Toronto. Yeah. And like, fuck me if I'm not going to end up pulling the trigger on a pair of moto cabs. Like I... Right, it's getting out of hand. Like I, I, I touch them every single time I go in there, and I, and I, whoever's working, like it, I'll just as long as they're willing to listen to me, I'll just tell them about how I plan on buying these eventually. But then I just don't buy. Oh, you know what I tried on today? Uh, the Hokkaido, the Bondi, the Bondi, oh, Bondi. It was the five or the seven. Uh, 
such a fucking dope shoe. I I have to size up on those. Those I'm a ten and a half in. The ten does not fit me in in the Hoka's. That's interesting. Yeah. Mikey, it's funny you talk about moto cabs because I'm I'm wearing a pair right now. Actually, they're so comfortable. They're so dope. Well, what color do you have, Marco? I have the snakeskin one, so it's like a black and gray, and it has like a scale pattern. Bought them okay. for around the house, but honestly, I kind of want to wear them outside because they're they're so dope. Bro, it's like the reasoning for me was I remember when I first, you know, started seeing Sweet Coke and it started it started kind of like blowing up a little bit. I was like, these are fucking stupid. Oh my god, it doesn't make any sense to pay three hundred dollars for a slide. But then, you know, I kind of grew up a little bit, and I was like. Okay, like I have Nike slides, but I also don't want to look like, you know, my life only. Cons- yeah, no, 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 not even one, not nothing like that. It it was just uh, shout out to Scarborough Mans, by the way, Ed. Shout shout out all those no guys. No hate there. Yeah. <laughs> but Knocked no, up. for 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 me, it was more like um, it was a connotation with like uni life. Like I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want my look. My vibe to be like, oh, I my whole life consists of going to keggers and like, <laughs> fucking not going to class or something. So I was, so I was like, I need, so, I need something that I can wear out of the house. So I think that uh, the moto cap. People wear Nike slides out of the house. Yeah, but you look, you look like a bozo, bro. Like you don't, you don't look dope. You know what I mean? Like you can wear the moto cabs out. Like if I if I go to the grocery store in a pair of moto cabs, people are like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." If I go to the grocery store in a pair of Nike slides, people are like, "Oh, that guy's probably gonna go home, you know, eat gummy worms, eat, eat some ramen noodles, watch watch a season of Parks and Recreation, <laughs> swipe swipe right on Tinder." Is that what you do, anyways? Though that is basically what I do. It's like, it's so like, really, the person at the grocery store is like, "Damn, what's so the expiry that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I feel like I feel like when I get the moto cabs, it'll it'll change everything. Like I get the moto cabs, and then all of a sudden it's like I drive a Lamborghini. Uh, You're gluten free. I'm I'm the CEO Tofu. of a Fort- I'm the yeah I'm the CEO of a Fortune 500. Uh, I don't. Uh, Fucking supermodels are DMing me. I don't have to swipe right on Tinder anymore. Um, he swipes up because he's paying for super likes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Visvum just starts sending me. I don't even need moto cabs anymore because Visvum will just start sending me the Christos. I was just and... going to say, that's my next thing. Is moto cabs or Christos because I'm actually saving up for a pair of Christos. Really? Yeah. You I don't want to pull the trigger yet, but... You know yeah. what, though, Ed? I remember, you know, not too long ago, you know, in Edward Chow, he was uh, he was talking a lot of shit about the glue on him. Uh, well, not those. I was talking the the mock runners. Oh, the okay. Runners. All right, fair yeah. enough. Oh. Those no, have I'm, a fuck ton of glue. I'm sorry, I'm, Hiroshi. I'm going for the motocaps because I can't. Hiroshi's going to raise a price on you again. I cannot justify... Um, Six hundred extra dollars on a slide, like not a chance in hell. Marco, um, if you had, if you know, the the price was an issue, I guess based on looks and aesthetics, the moto cabs or the Christos. No, you gotta go with the Christos, hundred percent. There you go. Okay, but at the price points that they're currently at, depends. I mean, it's kind of like comparing a nice car versus like a supercar. I mean. They're both going to do the same job, but, like, the Christos are just so much better. But you just pay for what you get, right? 
I just I don't know. I like I you know I I feel like the moto cab is where like I I tap out for slides. Like I I don't like I'll pay nine hundred dollars for a shoe. I'll pay like bro. I'll like I want a Balenciaga track. Like I, I think that's gonna be like my next like big purchase sneaker. Um, and I'm I'm fine with dropping the. You know, I mean, I'm not fine with dropping the twelve or thirteen hundred bucks. Easy, but I mean, easy work. That's so but, much money. But you know what I mean? Like I, uh, considering it's something that I'm like, okay, like I'll put a little bit of money aside like each month, and then I'll end up buying these shits. Like, you know, like I don't, I, I can't like be mad about doing that. But that's half a tutor right there. That is half a tutor. Fuck. But I mean, like, what? I, do you think I'm gonna use the tutor more than I use the Balenciagas? I don't know. You should. Should think about well, Visfim all the way. You pay for what you get, right? I mean, like you'll pay a lot for Visfim, but like the quality and the construction is incredible, like second to none. Uh, well, I, Ed's got words for that. Ooh, he, Ed's he about to talk up. so much shit. It's okay. No, no, no. Ed, Ed, I, I, Ed, I love. I love. looked like the Birdman meme. He just like he's got ready. No, no. I I love Capital. I, I love Visfim. Um, it, it's tough. As as someone in that in the industry and sees product and knows the craftsmanship, um, it's very comparable to to other things out there, right? But I think with Visum, you you pay for the art direction, you pay for the story, and you pay for the for the well curated designs. I think that's what you what you get. Uh, because again, the, the footwear I've seen, uh, maybe they just sent a really bad batch to Haven over in Toronto, but the, it was not great. Loose thread, um, tons of glue stains, um, looked like something that you would find on like Spadina or like Canal Street, like that level really? of glue stain. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. I, or maybe I'm hypercritical because I work in the industry. I don't know. But for if you're gonna pay what is it six hundred eight hundred dollars for those mock runners, I'm I have a level of you know expectation. So let's just say I was disappointed. Yeah, six seven hundred dollars retail. Retail, retail. Yeah, or to say retail. I I, I think the uh, the closest that a lot of people or at least people that listen to this episode are gonna get to that because I know that we're gonna have like a lot of like sneaker people listening to this one um is unc's just think just close your eyes and think about what it was like when you opened up your university blues this month and saw the fucking glue stains that is essentially (laughs) what ed's talking about right now but it's like triple the amount quadruple the amount of money yeah yeah i think my only exposure to vistens footwear is a pair that my buddy had it was a neighborhood collab from i think 07 and I thought it was like a really cool shoe. Then again, I haven't seen any of their newer stuff. So I don't know if like the quality has dipped over time. We're also talking like 15 year difference. So wouldn't I, be surprised. I think, uh, yeah, I think the earlier stuff probably definitely. I mean, uh, Darius, you have a pair of uh, Prada runners, right? Nope. No, no, no. Are they boots? Are they boots? No, are they Dior? Wait, which one? Which ones? You're going to jack my memory. The ones where they used to make it in Italy, but then they, they make it in China now. Oh, those are Balenciagas. Balenciagas, sorry. They changed it over to, uh, right when they, they changed the logo from being sort of wider into the newer, narrower font. Yeah. Or it, it dipped. It went to made in China. You open the box, smells like plastic and glue, and it's right away. You know that it's not the same. They used to, even small difference, they used to like print 
and stamp the size information onto the footbed. Mm-hmm. Now it's on the inside of the of the sock for okay. the so- for the speed trainers. Yeah. And so, I mean, just just to that parallel, Mark uh, Marco, it was just maybe back in the day they really found a smaller uh, ma- manufacturer in Japan, and then as they start to scale, start to you know gain more traction, they just had to bring it somewhere else. And then because of that, that's why I saw such terrible glue stains. I think that'd be pretty accurate, especially with like Vizlum style production, where at least the story says it's a lot of it's handmade. Mm-hmm. Scaling up for handmade is so hard. Yeah. yeah Your margins are slim enough. Yeah. Let me just go find another 30 year experience, you know, indigo dye worker. Yeah. You know, just find one on the street real quick. Or mud, mud dye worker, too. The mud dye yeah, stuff why not? is really nice. I'm, I heard they're hiring those on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> right. Like scaling up for hand work, especially Vizom style or anything like that it would be so hard yeah so it's not really surprising that a lot of quality's gone down yeah so i, I would say the mar- the, pair, the pair you saw marco probably a1 quality one i saw just uh, the inevitable for any brand as they scale yeah i mean one brand i look at is lang when you look at helmet lang's designs from when he was at the brand uh they're incredible and like the quality is insane and the more recent stuff you'll see at essence is it's pretty laughable. Like it's it's pretty sad that like his name is still attached to it. That's probably like the biggest example. But I wouldn't be uh, surprised if Fizzum has also uh, had worse in quality over the years. They Correct started. Me if I'm wrong, but Elmet Lang is owned by uh, Prada now or someone else. Um, I'm not sure. I think the person who owns Elmet Lang also owns Uniqlo. If I uh, oh yes, 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 fast. Wait, the um, president of Uniqlo also owns Helmet Lang. Helmet Lang, yeah. I think Correct it's part of that I'm group, wrong. yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure they started bringing some of like, the archive helmet stuff like out of the vault. Like Was it like last year or two years ago? They're reproducing they them, They started right? reproducing it, yeah. Yeah, they did a Same re-edition. They're um, also reproducing those. Did they just stop doing that again? Like They just like they release a few things and then they just stopped? I think they did for Helmet Lang. I haven't seen anything recent, but there are, like there's a lot of designs, but they went through most of them. I'd say like three quarters of them, so they don't really have much room to maneuver if they want to continue. Got it. But that's a whole other it's subject. Like we need, it's like they needed a cash infusion. Like, okay, now we're good. <laughs> we can stop now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I remember, um, I don't know if it was like, it might have been on Diaprada before Diaprada got like, became the most toxic page on the fucking face of the internet mm-hmm. or it was either it was either diaprada or i saw it on business of fashion i remember when like you know uh they posted that and i just remember like seeing it like going into the comments and just being so upset because it was just like people just dragging helmet like it was just like the worst comment section i had ever seen like they were like, oh, like this is such a cash grab, blah 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 blah. I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> honestly, like Lang has said it himself that he wasn't happy with that. Then again, he doesn't have any yeah. control since he doesn't have like yeah, any ownership anymore. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sad to see that they they went to that. Yeah. I think That's... it's super upsetting when I uh, when a designer either stops putting in the time in their own label in favor of something else. 
or they are forced to or choose to sell off their own label and it just becomes most terrible things ever like with Lang we were just saying um, Hyder even now mainline Hyder is not what it used to be it's really upsetting yeah Oh, uh, before before we forget all about this fantastic topic, uh, we got to talk about the beef that I had with Darius today. Oh yeah, let's um, go. Honestly, like, I'm down to meeting like an Arby's parking lot and just throw hands, Darius. We can just we can throw do it. Gloves. We can do it right now. Uh, right now, live pod, live yeah. <laughs> live stream. Yeah, yeah no, we have to pay per view it. We'll we'll fly in we'll fly in Marco to be the referee or something. You know, I just realized about ref about boxing referees. What's up? There, uh, there's no there's no room for being casual. They're not casual at all. They're so dressed up. They got their little fucking bow ties on <laughs> and shit. Like, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Like, is they, it, they, do you think it's sweaty? Like, do don't they, they, they make these guys wear a fucking bow tie? I don't know yeah, if I'm it's tripping. Like a, out. It's like a, they make them uh, wear a bow tie. A blue collared shirt with Imagine like a that shit. Tie. Imagine that. You're watching two grown men fight like three feet in front of you and you gotta wear a fucking bow tie. That's crazy. You have to jump in. That's insanity. What's wrong with a bow tie? There's nothing wrong with a bow tie. I'm saying just imagine, you know being in that situation. Being in that situation. You're watching two men beat the shit out of each other and you're wearing a fucking bow tie. <laughs> If anything, I think it'd be more interesting if if boxing referees had to also wear the same thing. And every once in a while, like just like, you know, like a dazed fighter, like he'll just like he'll get like just like big uppercut. And then and he's like, "Oh, whoa, like I'm about to get knocked out." And then he starts swinging, but then he hits the, he hits the referee by accident cuz the referee's also wearing shorts and not wearing a shirt. That'd be fucking <laughs> that'd be fucking genius. This is some oh, you know what? No, no, no. After, <laughs> after the title fight, right? The referees for the year f- have a title fight. I'm down. See, I told you when I start drinking before, uh, like on the pod during the pod, I come up with the best fucking ideas. This is this shit is a billion dollar idea. Fuck Look, boxing. Yeah. Fuck boxing. Let the referees decide. That's and, gonna be the real pay per view. And the referee. the the referee for the re- the referee for the fight. Referee versus referee isn't another referee. It's, it's a who, boxer. It's whoever got slept the hardest. <laughs> whoever got knocked out the fucking hardest that night, that guy has to re- has to referee the referee fight. What what if they're all decisions? I'm a genius. I'm a fucking there's, genius. No, there's no decisions in referee versus referee fights. There's no referees to give decisions. There's no judges. Well, the, no, like see, it's a wild card because the referees will have to pray to God that this guy has his has his wits about him enough to stop the fight if if things get out of hand. And if not, then I mean uh what did what did put put his what, shirt back on and what did stop Ivan, the fight? What did Ivan Drago say? I'm pretty sure he if said he dies, if he, he dies, dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. That's that's referee boxing for you. For, for look for for boxing that would work for MMA fat chance. Most refs train. 
Yeah, I, so. I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea that in that uh, MMA. So you know what? Fuck, fuck off, Marco. I literally, I just saw that message, bro. <laughs> Got beef. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually trying to join in on Marco this beef. Now. I need to make my life a little Marco, more exciting. Marco, Marco just uh, sent a, a message. Essentially, there is a. Um, I don't want to say too much to you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about it but basically there is a a team of developers that we are intertwined with um within our network and uh they just took their service from beta uh to a paid service and uh basically you know i'm in beta um and we were like getting it for free um just because that's that's how their beta works and they were you know hooking us up because you know we're all homies with them and then um, now uh, Marco said, oh, you should you should destroy Mikey and not allow him to use this service anymore. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I see how it is. Whatever. That's fine, Marco. Told you, I'm trying to trying to catch some hands. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to join in on this. I'll, I'll ref the fight. Yeah, no. No, man, Marco's still repping the fight. We're just going to win. Are you are you going to are you going to wear a bow tie head? You know what? The I blue collar shirt. Wear a bow, bow tie with with Shit. boxing boxing shorts and boots. With, with boxing shorts. <laughs> Yo, okay. you know it's actually uh really dope, and uh, I'd like to say that I set the trend on this in Florida when I was fourteen years old. Um, I think it was Rude. Okay. Uh, did a short. Um. And it was like a Muay Thai short. Muay Thai shorts, yeah. Yeah, I I pioneered that shit, wearing that shit in public. I mean, like not in public, public, but I remember like wearing it on like a run. People were like, "Those are really cool shorts." I'm like, "Yeah." You I wore know. your Thai shorts on a run? Yeah, and when I was I was like running in Florida uh, when I was like 14 or 15. It's amazing. He would have made done some uh, Muay Thai style shorts as well. The, those are so sick. Like, you know, like all those, like, you know what I'm so sick of seeing is, um, and I don't know how you guys feel about this. Marco, feel free to chime in on this because I, I don't know how you feel about this at all. Cause I feel like it's like very, uh, different than your style, but like the Mitchell and Ness shorts that like say like fucking Lakers on them or like or Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah, bro. Like, it's just like, I'm so sick of seeing, like, we can stop making those shorts now. Like we're, we're done seeing those shorts. Although... I guess I'm kind of hypocritical because Slam does like the retro shorts of like college the teams hard, and stuff. Hardwood classics. Yeah, but like those are those are like different because those are like authentic like on court okay. shorts from like the '80s and '90s and stuff. But um, like enough, enough putting the team logo on the crotch area. Like we've seen it; it's been done. Like we're on our tenth fucking year of doing this. Like let's let's stop. Don C, Mitchell and Ness, like love you guys. You do great work, but just stick to fucking jerseys and hats and stuff. Like I've I've had enough. I think Kith did a collab with them too, at one point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Green and orange sure pair. Did. It's a pretty nice pair of shorts, but mm-hmm. I do agree. Like, um, seeing the players wear those, it's kind of cool. But wearing those in public, like kind of look like those guys who wear like the full soccer jerseys with the with the socks. I don't know. It's not it. <laughs> With Speziales. You have Speziales, man. Shout out Matthew J. Welty. There you go. My there president. Go. My president. president. I how, actually, how, do you, how do you feel about like the Eric uh, Emmanuel shorts? 
I think though I think I've only seen one pair in real life and it was one of my buddies Chris who uh he was kind of like showing me the shorts and they seem really comfortable I don't really like care for the design or anything but like the the coziness definitely looks like it's there so I can respect that, people to wear those in the summer because it, it does get hot in Montreal like even though we're in Canada so I respect the coziness they have, they have he's made like some Terry shorts right yeah, that was the pair. It was a Terry short. Yeah, I think the Terry shorts are pretty nice, but I I don't know, man. I don't really the mesh rock with ones. I, I it's it's enough for me. I don't really rock with mesh shorts for the first like for the most part. Like I, it's kind of to me, it's like it's the summer equivalent of wearing sweatpants. And as as everybody knows, I don't wear sweatpants out of the house. That's like a cardinal sin for me. Um, so yeah, it was I guess, my mind. Like, bro, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just I feel like I feel I feel naked, bro. I feel naked, and even and even like um, after. Well, no, okay. At the beginning of the pandemic, right? I feel like I just like didn't wear anything in my closet. Like whenever I would leave the house, I would like wear like the shittiest pants I had, or like the shittiest hoodie, like the shittiest shirt, because I was like, oh, I don't have anywhere to go. And then like. I just, or, like, I don't have anyone to impress, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't have to see anybody, so, like, it doesn't matter. But at a certain point, I was like, yo, I have all this stuff in my closet, and I don't wear it. And um, that even put me more towards, like, the no sweatpants gang, because I was just kind of like, you know, I want to dress, um, I want to dress the way that, like, every single day I want to dress the way that I would if um you had somewhere to go if i had somewhere to go yeah i think kanye west said that uh yo honestly marcus is roasting me right now bro but it's but, hilarious but, but well, kanye didn't but, say like he dresses like every day like it's his last day or whatever i don't know if he, I, he probably did say some he probably did say some shit like that but no i think i uh something that he said was um, you shouldn't judge somebody based off the way that they dress when they have somewhere to go. You should judge them based off the way that they dress when they ha- when like it's like an off day and they have nowhere to go. So I I'm trying to live my life by that from now on. Uh, yeah. So is that how you put put that fit together with the with the pins pinstripe with uh, the ra- the railroad pin? Yeah, yeah bro. It's yeah. trousers. Yeah. Yo, ID. Well, walk 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 the listeners through. What 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 was that fit? Nine nine twos as well. So yeah, I had the seersucker nine nine twos on, which actually matched that pant. Um, you know, like I, if in the little the little panel in the upper, uh, it's got like the seersucker that matches the pant perfectly. I, w- I wish I would have taken like a detail pick, but I also feel like a fucking loser if I do that sort of thing. So like, <laughs> we want to see know, the details, next. man. I saw the fit yeah. pick. I want to see more details. May- maybe the next time. Facts. You know what? You know what was really annoying was I couldn't find like a lighter colored belt. And whenever I I like tried to put a darker colored belt with it, it just looked weird. So I just like didn't wear no one. No belt. I went no, no belt. belt. Yeah, I went no belt. It was very risky for me. I felt naked. Um, and then I had a railroad pant, which I actually got for the dumbest sale last year. Uh, I don't really shop at Urban Outfitters very much, but um, there was a comparable pair of pants at uh, Gap from the 1969 collection. And they were like $130 or something. And I'm like, I'm not paying $130 for a pair of Gap pants. Like, what the fuck? So, you know, I looked for alternatives. And then I just stumbled upon this Urban Outfitters pair. They were on sale $27. 
Damn. I paid for them. So yeah, I was just like, all right, like whatever. These shits could honestly like be made out of fucking Tears. tissue paper. Yeah, like straight up, they could be made out of tissue paper, and like I'd still buy them. So I I copped them, fit fine. Uh, the material, you know, I I would have liked for them to be like a little bit like sturdier in terms of construction, but for twenty seven dollars, you got to know what you're getting there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I just tucked it in with a with a with a Kirkland white tee. Kirkland shout out Kirkland oh, Costco Kirk gang. Boys. Costco Kirk gang. Boys. I don't like I I don't know uh, gang signs with a C, but if I could if I knew them, I'd be doing them. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be for the gang. It's, it's a K, Costco. but okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, how do you how do you make a K with your fingers, bro? Can you do it, dude? Um, I can't do this shit, bro. This is. I, I wish this, this was live. I can't do it. I, I wish I was live. That, that Is that okay? Is that jokes. okay? Kirkland, Kirkland. Anyways, um, Marco, you gotta you gotta roast him some more, man. Oh, don't then, worry. Uh, I just opened our like Discord that we're all in, and there's like a whole page of just people destroying Mikey right now. So, yo, you know what? I just I just want to say that um, I was so I was on a <laughs> I was on a date a few weeks ago, and um, I made this girl take a picture of me. Like lean oh, up against. Like, no, 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 no. Hold on, let me explain. I made no, it take. A, there's no explaining. But you can had, you, you, had can you fucking you relax? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I knew. I know. No, 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 no. Take a fit pic of me, Mikey. Hold on, hold on. Let me wrap up. Your fit was very ALD. I was just, I was just about to say that. I appreciated it. You know, I hope, I hope, I hope Teddy would say the same thing. Um. Shout out okay, to so back, back, Anyways, back, back to your date. Back to your so, date. yo, uh, no, this was not like our first first date. It was like our fucking third first date. Like, we, we have like your gone on a third first, first date? Bro, we've gone on a first date like three separate times. Like, I swear to God, like, it's, 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 it's kind of nuts. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> Raj said, ask him if he knows how to eat transfer. Okay, um, I'll explain that right after this. But, anyways. Basically, it was like our third first date, and uh, this one guy in our Discord, Oscar, super nice guy, um, basically said, oh, I like your fit, because I was like, oh, like, going on a date, like, sent a picture, I was like, oh, like, wish me luck, or whatever, and then he was like, take a picture of you leaning up against the wall, and I'm like, Oscar, I'll literally do it, and he's like, do it, and I was like, okay, so, uh, you know, considering it was our third first date, I felt comfortable enough, like, fucking around and telling her to take this picture of me, so I literally, like, crossed my arms, like, got up against the wall, <laughs> and, and, t- and she took this picture of me, and, um, I sent it, and, you know, Discord obviously fucking exploded, because it's hilarious, <laughs> and, um, I just want to say that, like, our pinned messages, the last one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven. The last seven pinned messages are this guy right here. And anyways, she basically said, "Why, why do you, why, like, why do you need me to take this picture?" I'm like, I'm like a C-list celebrity among like twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> You're the court jester. You just keep us entertained all the time. Whenever like we're you know what sad. C stands for. I I actually DM that to uh, Jake. The other day, I was like, I'm the court jester of our group. And I, and I was like, I hope you're having a great day or some shit. And he just didn't hit me back. I'm like, all right, I see how it is. I was like, I see how Put it is, Jake. There. Nah, he hurt me, bro. He hurt me. I, you know, I thought he loved me. Mikey, <laughs> I thought he yeah. loved us. That was the fit where you're wearing, like, the Carhartt jacket, the uh, the slacks, and the New Balance, right? Was it the Yeezys? Uh, yeah, the, the 700s. Damn, you're like a high-beast miner. But... <laughs> 
I just dropped down looking for some copper. We got some hype. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, the Yeezy's gotta go. The Carhartt's gotta go. Ziggy's egg has gotta go. Swishy Swish has gotta go. All of that's gotta go. I'm sorry, Mikey. So, so yo. Your wardrobe. So yo. Anyways, I don't I don't want to get too far out track here, but basically what happened was earlier today. Um, Marco, you you tell him how fucking crazy my my voice note was, man. You tell. Okay, him. So I was walking home <laughs> from my girlfriend's house, and I see a voice message. It's like three minutes long from Mikey. So I'm like, oh god, something's <laughs> going on. Something's going down. Here we go. And I play the voice message in public, and it's just Mikey screaming like a lunatic <laughs> at the top of his lungs about like I don't know what bank or BC or BMO like not accepting e transfers. Like he was like, yelling so loud, I didn't even understand what he was saying. <laughs> but uh, after about 20, 30 seconds of listening, I just felt compelled to send it to everyone I, who I knew knew Mikey. So <laughs> now it's just kind of been around. It's like the joke of the group. Oh, it was it was honestly, like legitimately, I never keep voice messages, but I had to keep this one because it was just so fucking ridiculous. Like it was it was just the most ridiculous voice. Like I'm I'm happy that it didn't delete on my phone because like I, I just like didn't save it at first. And, like, I didn't send it to anybody, and then I just, like, saw that it was still there, and I was like, thank God, and I saved it. I, 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 don't, know if I, I don't know if I can put it in the pod, to be totally honest with you, but if I, if I, can, if, if I can, I will fully put it in here, because it was fucking ridiculous. Like, it, like it, it's probably the funniest reaction I've ever had to anything in my entire life. I, I just think you're a menace to society after listening to that <laughs> the voice message. It was really bad. Especially playing it live, right? <laughs> In a public uh, space? Did you open it in a pu- public space? Yeah, I was on the street walking home, and there's like all kinds of people around me, and I'm just playing it. And Mikey's screaming about bank tellers and two thousand dollars <laughs> and RBC. And I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. At one point, I go, I was like, I was like, so I ask her, can I pay my credit card off now? And she's like, uh, yeah, is that a BMO debit card? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, is that okay? And she's like. No, you can't use it, or we don't accept that. And I'm like, we don't accept that. <laughs> I was like, you don't accept my fucking money. Like I was <laughs> yeah. Um, you gotta drop it in. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. I need I, that. I need that voice note. Oh, I'll, I'll 100% send it to you guys. I think we might have to beep out one part of it just because of like sensitive information to do with my bank. Okay. But but yeah, I'm pretty sure we can put it in here. I don't think it will be an issue. Not too big of an issue. <laughs> you know what I want really want to talk about? Go for it. The Satan shoes. Oh yeah. I oh, think yeah. it's I think, I think it's a good topic. Man, I when someone someone texted that to me with the caption saying and it was like totally out of the blue saying Nike is dropping this and then I, all my only response was you must be so ignorant to what Nike and a corporate entity wants to think they were actually going to drop this using the Nike name. Like, they're not dropping. There's no way. And then it actually became a real product, and I felt sort of dumb until I read that I was mischief. I was like, okay, I'm not dumb. I'm still I'm still not 
not that misinformed about Nike. I, like, is Nike gonna win that lawsuit? A hundred percent, one hundred percent. Nike's gonna but win it's that a, lawsuit. It, yo, but the thing is, like, to me, I like I understand Nike wanting to protect their IP and shit, but at the same time, like, it it sets a very dangerous precedent for customizers if they win that. Mikey, it's like a sim. Or, 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 Darius, do you want to walk people through what the story is and why there was an actual lawsuit in, in the end of it? Or, like, what, what it was about? Mikey, you got it? Yeah, basically, Lil Nas X next. Uh, Lil Nas X. <laughs> Lil, uh, <laughs> Lil, Lil next? Lil next. You okay? Uh, mini yeah, mini no, but, stroke? But Lil, <laughs> Lil Nas X. Let me know if you taste uh, metal in your mouth, like iron. No, nah, no, nah, nothing like that. But Lil, Lil Nas X, um, basically, like, I don't know, dropped a music video where, like, I don't know, man. He was, like, giving the devil a lap dance or some shit. And then, um, I don't fucking know. Mischief had, like, a shoe that, uh, I guess, like, went... Um, with this whole, like, demonic-ass music video. Mm-hmm. And, it like, it had, like, a drop of human blood in the air bubble, which, which honestly, uh, no lie, is the fucking coolest shit I've ever heard. I don't even, like, I don't even care. Like, that shit is so cool. Like, I want to know, like, like, apparently they source the blood from employees. I would not feel comfortable with somebody having a drop of my blood in their shoe. That's just me. I don't know. Um... Did they also do the uh, like the Jesus shoes as well? Yeah, that's them. It's they, also they, them. They they had the Jesus shoe as well. Yeah, so they did the Jesus shoe like last year, like two years ago, where it's like it had like the like the drop of the holy water in the air bubble or whatever. Yeah. But obviously they got away with that because like nobody's like Nike's not gonna sue them for making a Jesus shoe. But then when you make things like demonic and stuff, then obviously they're gonna come after them. There was like a pentagram on like the fucking lace lock or some shit. It was crazy. Um, I don't know. I like. I wouldn't want the shoe because like I'm not really like. I don't know. Fucking satanic like that. But like uh, I think the execution was very good. Um, but yeah. Then Nike was like, "Hey, well, I don't know. People are fucking stupid. Like, like you should have known right off the bat, looking at this shoe, that it's extremely evident that Nike had nothing to actually do with this shoe. Correct. Like you would actually like." I don't know how fucking stupid you can be to, like, look at this shoe and be like, yeah, yeah, Nike signed off on this shit. Like. Approved. It's out of 666 pairs. Like, are you fucking dumb? Like, <laughs> like are you stupid or are you dumb? Pick one. Like, I, I don't understand, like, how people were, like, tweeting at Nike, like, I'm never buying your shoes again. It's like, yeah, you said the same shit after the Colin Kaepernick thing. Shut the fuck up. Like, like. Enough. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys have been saying you're not going to buy Nike for the last two years. Like, can you just stick to your fucking words so we don't have to go through this whole process again? Just shut up. And, and like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, like I feel like the, pe- like the people that were complaining about this shoe are the same people that complain about, like, the left you know, like, standing up for, like, basic human rights and shit. They're like, oh, everybody's so fucking soft nowadays. It's like, oh, yeah, but, oh, God forbid they make a fucking, demonic you know, shoe. a demonic shoe. Oh, my, oh, wow, the devil's gonna enter you if you walk by this guy at Yorkdale. Like, go fuck yourself, man. Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. 
completely agree. So you you said that if they end up winning this lawsuit, is that which they will? This is potentially dangerous for customizers. What do you mean by that? Very dangerous. Like I mean, look, they don't they don't generally come after customizers for doing shit. And even like I think in the event of like the Soul Surgeon and stuff like that, they they kind of just. They they sign off on his shit. I think they like give him souls and stuff uh, okay. to like to build on. Um, but you know, like if they win this shit, any single custom that ever happens for the rest of time, like it it, it does it basically, it's an automatic win for them in court. Because you're saying if it doesn't jive with like their motto or like their literally ethos and anything in them. the slightest, even if if they rub Nike the wrong way in the slightest, if anybody complains about X custom, then game over. It's fucking game over for them. And I just I think that that's like relatively unfair, especially if the customizer is going and you know buying the shoe from Nike retail, retail exactly, and then you know. Putting all these hours of labor and like planning and all this shit into the shoe, only to be told, "Oh yeah, you can't do anything with this." Like, have fun with your, like, how much are six hundred and sixty-six pairs of fucking Air Max ninety sevens? Like, it's a lot of money. Like, not to Nike, <laughs> not to Nike for sure. But I'm sure to mischief, it's definitely not like chump change. Like, I'm sure you know they I make think... they make a lot, but I don't think they make so much where. You know, writing off 666 pairs retail plus the labor plus the planning plus the employee salaries is like feasible for them. I think, I think Nike, I didn't read the actual uh, the lawsuit against Mischief, but I think they're applying the same lawsuit, essentially the same lawsuit that they applied to Warren Lotus, where they want, don't want this shoe to be misrepresented and could be plausibly misconstrued as being a Nike product, which clearly it has. And this is already a set precedent since they've already won the Warren Lotus case and multiple other cases about it. I think what it is is like, they didn't do it for the Jesus shoot because it didn't drum up a million things about um, like controversy and making headlines and everything like that. The Satan shoe definitely is drumming up headlines, making controversy, and then people are misconstruing it as a Nike shoe and bad press for Nike. And Nike's like, you know what, we're just gonna shut it down. And you know what's even crazier? Mischief probably knew this was gonna happen. So so they already sent out pairs of shoes right when the orders came in. So pairs are gonna get out and be in the world before Nike's able to fully clamp down on them. And I think it was a planned move by Mischief, but they didn't make this shoe and didn't think Nike was going to give them smoke. There's no way. You know they're going to give you smoke on this one. I don't I don't think that Nike's in the wrong for going after them. I think that it's like totally understandable and like if I was Nike I'd do the same shit. But I don't know. I just I just think it's so stupid how everybody's so up in arms about this whole fucking thing and it's just like just relax, you know what I mean? Like just and relax it's it's a shoe like it's a shoe they're not calling on spirits it's a fucking shoe like like you know what i mean like uh, imagine if like anti-marijuana advocates got this up in arms about like the skunk dunks or some shit holy shit just imagine but they did i mean they still released the fucking shoe didn't they 
But that was from Nike. Nike released those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nike released those, so it's like I think it. I think it would be a different story if, say, again, let's just for example, Mischief did Skunk Dunks, and it was the first Skunk Dunk ever. I feel like they've because had like like some other like controversial shoes though. What do you think about absolutely. this, Marco? I know Marco. I think it's a Marco pretty too. genius move from Lil Nas X. Like I kind of forgot about him. And because of this whole like debacle, like everyone's kind of like talking about like his shoe. At the same time, um, I do see how it could get interpreted as a as a Nike shoe, given that like the Nike logo is obviously front and center. So someone who like doesn't know sneakers will probably just assume if there's a Nike logo on it, it is a Nike shoe. So I think Nike does have a good point with the lawsuit. But at the same time, um, I, I agree with you when you said like it sets a, a dangerous precedent. Because now if they get that lawsuit passed, essentially they can go after any other manufacturer. And I do think they should because I don't know if you guys have been following, but there's like a lot of knockoff Jordan 1 creators now, like Fugazi, oh, yeah. who are making like these weird Jordan 1 knockoffs. And it, I find... With like a gun or a middle finger, right? Yeah, it's bizarre that like Nike hasn't sued those people because those designs are probably like 80-90% the same as the Jordan 1. It devalues their brand too at the same time because a lot of people who... Want Chicago's are not going to pay like that one thousand, two thousand on StockX. We'll just get a Fugazi. It's the same kind of colorway, and the detail makes it even cooler to maybe like some hype beast or someone who's into streetwear. You know what? I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because um, the Fugazi, the one I'm not the biggest fan of, but the dunk that he did with like the like, the shotgun, like, perforation and stuff, I honestly think is one of the best shoes of the year. Really? Really? Yep. yep. That's the one in the chamber, right? The slugs? Uh, yeah, 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 the slugs. Un-be-fucking-leavable. Like, they're, they're so good. I, I love them, man. I honestly, like, really, really, really like that shoe a lot. Yeah, I think Fugazi, like that shoe really brings in the knockoff versus fake debate. Because you can argue like oh, it's yeah. a knockoff, not really a fake. And like it's supposed to be interpreted as just like a mm-hmm. like a parody of the real item or just like yeah. a different variation. But at the same it's time... It's like, like paying some, homage. Yeah, but it's like paying yeah. homage, but at the same time, like it's kind of fake. So it definitely is like a gray area where... Like personally, I would never wear that kind of shoe. But I know some people wouldn't mind. Not a fan. Yeah, same fan. here. It's it's kind of corny. Sorry to any it's listeners. The same thing with uh, with watches. Absolutely the same thing. Correct. Like oh yeah, like, homage watches. I just can't can't do. Yeah, I know. Like kind of like this one. No, that's, no, that's fine. Yeah, that has a spirit uh, uh, of its own. You know. There's just a lot of brands making like. Submariners. Make... Yeah, basically. I was gonna <laughs> say it, sucks. but basically making that and then putting their name on it, like, oh, and we put our name on it, so it's not a knockoff, it's a homage. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not Everything's a homage. I gotta try on a tutor. I still gotta do that. Do it. I, I think another. I want. There's another topic I wanted to bring up, especially since Marco's here. This, I feel like interest and demand in archive and very if you know you know culture fashion has taken off in 2019 to present 
What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I got into archive fashion around 2017. And back then it was like a free for all. So if you wanted a kind of piece, you would just go on Yahoo Auctions, Grailed, eBay. And within like a little bit of searching, you'd be able to find uh, it or something similar at a reasonable price. Nowadays, like if you want like one of like the great archive pieces, you're pretty much in a, uh, a seller's market where they can just charge whatever they want. I do think at the same time it's slowing down because a lot of the people who are buying and selling no longer have the means to purchase some pieces because like the supply kind of ran dry. So a lot of uh, collectors like myself, I've been going over to different brands. Like recently I got into Vivian Westwood. Um, I got into Capital once again. I know like I had stopped for a little bit. A little bit. I'm starting to get back into Comme des Garçons, which I had stopped also because like I usually focus on brands like Undercover, Number 9, and Helmut Lang, but since the demand on those is so high, it's really hard to find anything for me to source. And even if I do find it, like I'm not gonna make much profit or, or any. But uh, yeah, I think also due to the pandemic, we've seen a lot of, a lot of people get into like that kind, of, uh, that kind of style. So it's definitely taken off and um, I don't see it slowing down especially when people are starting to consider clothes as like valuable pieces, just like art. And you're seeing like people get crazy collections and not want to sell anything. So as long as like they don't re-release anything, the prices will, will continue climbing. I don't see like any slowing down. I mean, uh, even when I post Lang stuff, like double the price that I sold for last year, they still sell. So I, it's really crazy. I mean, Definitely didn't think it was going to get this far. I thought it was a fad. It was going to die out, but I do see the value in it, and I, I am continuing because I, I really want to increase my collection, get more pieces, and hold them on for as long as I can. What do you think about people like getting into archive fashion? Not me, mostly not, you know, interested in the stories or the the design or or anything else like artistry behind clothing and just doing it because one is expensive too hard to get like when when we see celebrities either renting or purchasing stuff like raf riot bombers and stuff like that yeah i mean in every, any subculture you'll always have those kind of like hype beasts who just want to fit the part and are not actually in it or don't really care for it and i think seeing that kind of stuff is really showing the success that that subculture is having and showing how like popular it's getting so when I do see celebrities, like when we saw Drake wearing the Waves Raph Simmons hoodie, I was kind of happy because it showed that like the work that people who are in that community have done has really like taken it to a new level. Mm -hmm. And we all congratulated like the guy who, who got him that piece in one of the Facebook groups. So that, that was really cool to see. But at the same time, like seeing that kind of thing is kind of like seeing Kylie Jenner wear Supreme in 2016, 2017. It's discouraging because it shows like it's no longer that like cool, unique brand that you stumbled upon that, like, you want to collect, and it's more becoming, like, mainstream. But at the same time, like, I'm not the kind of person who's a gatekeeper, so, like, I really welcome a lot of people to, like, learn about the, these brands. I talk a lot with Mikey, too, because I do think, like, designers like Margiela and Lang are, like, once-in-a-generational talents, and they, they really made some good work, and it's sad to see uh, some of their designs get forgotten about or, like, see them getting repurposed and then not getting the credit they deserve, so... Definitely, I would encourage anyone to uh, pick up a book. There's a lot of like good quality stuff, even PDFs online, where you can like look at the designs, look at the stories, and they're pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh, another one of those like examples is like kind of like when you see uh, uh, 
Lionel Rivera just wear the like the Versace uh, sunglasses? Uh, why do you gotta make everything to a joke? <laughs> <laughs> he does rock those. He does. He does pull those off. I gotta get yo, it to yo, aye, papi. That's yo, man. He's on it, bro. He's on it. Um, but no, I, I, I definitely, I, I like that you have that stance, Marco, because, um, you know, it's, it's really hard not to be a gatekeeper. Like, uh, like I, I posted up on Instagram the other day and I was being a huge fucking sneaker gatekeeper, uh, when I got, when I got my bacons, like I, I was like, yo, I don't like, you know what I mean? I was like fucking around, but at the same time, it was like, it was like a half kid. Like I was like, yeah, like I'm fucking around, but like, seriously, like if you don't know what I'm talking about, like, I don't want to hear like a fucking word, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, and for sneakers, I don't think it's that serious because it's like, you know, it's, it's always been like a lot more accessible than archive fashion. Um, at least to most people. So for you to have that stance of like, Oh, like I'm not really a gatekeeper about it. Is like, yo, man, I I applaud you for it because that's that's definitely difficult. Um, I was gonna ask like, what first got you into it? Like, what was what was the first like piece that you got, or the or the first you know thing that really spurred you going? Okay, I'm gonna start doing this shit like a lot. More. Oh, first and then grail. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that too. Sure. So. um Basically, I used to be a Supreme collector before anything. So I got into Supreme in about 2011. My first retail cop was the Bling Box logo. I was like 17 or 18. Ooh. So like, wow. I was really hyped when I got that. And as time went on, I was buying more and more pieces. And I realized like looking through Supreme and like studying their like collections and such, that like I liked a lot of the older pieces. And I thought like a lot of the newer stuff was being played out. So I was kind of having like that, that like hipster vibe on Supreme. but. I uh, I started collecting the older pieces and I got a job at Grail shortly after. About a year later, I went to a Grail headquarters when I was in New York City and I met up with my manager at the time. His name is Scott Santiago. He has a really cool Instagram page. You guys should definitely check him out. And he was like, man, like I see you wearing like the Common Projects, Achilles Lowell. Like I see you wearing like the I Love Ugly cargo pants and like the, the overcoats. Like I know like you'd be into like this kind of style. Like you should check it out. And I was like, what do you mean? And he just pulled out, like, this huge clothes rack of, like, um, number nine, undercover, helmet lang, all, like, his personal pieces. And we just, like, talked it out for a few hours. I tried on a bunch of pieces. And he ended up selling me two or three of his, like, personal things. So he sold me an undercover jacket from uh, spring, summer 2004, a number nine bondage jacket, and a number nine T-shirt. And when I got home from that trip, I, like, looked at the labels. I looked at, like, the quality and the construction. And, like, it's kind of cringe and corny to say, but, like, I kind of, like, fell in love, especially with Undercover. Seeing, like, uh, June's, like, vision and all his, like, shows, I just spent so much time, like, looking into it. And given that I was already buying Supreme on Yahoo Auctions at the time, I was kind of, like, having that accessibility to a lot of his pieces. So I just started buying, like, piece after piece after piece and started growing my collection. And... Um, yeah, it pretty much spiraled from there. Like, it got bigger and bigger. I met some people who had like-minded views uh, to mine, and one of my best friends, his name is Raf. We started Nostalgia together, and it's grown to what it is now. I mean, I do Nostalgia on my own now. Like, we went there separate ways a year ago, but we put our archives together, and we really, like, did it for the people. Like, we wanted to just show off the pieces that we had. I wanted to, like, educate um, our followers, and that's really something that 
I still try to do it to this day, even though it's a little harder, given how much like information is out there. I didn't answer the grail part. Uh, my grail is actually something I own. Uh, after two and a half years of searching, it was a Helmet Lang flak jacket. Uh, one of the best pieces ever made. I don't know if you guys know it, but definitely check it out. And I bought it uh, in 2018 or 2019. I think actually it was on New Year's Day in 2019. Paid a thousand something USD. It was my biggest purchase ever at the time. And uh, I still have it. I wear it almost every day. It's still holding up really well. And uh, I'm never going to sell it. I know a middleman archive offered me like a few thousands. And I said, no, I'm, it's definitely not never going to go out of my possession, hopefully. It's a great piece. Damn. Good stuff. And you own, the, stuff. you own your grail. That's really, that's really nice. Yeah, I've had the luxury of owning so many of my grails over the time. And uh, it's tough because, like, I, every time I have my grails, I'll post them up and then someone will be like, you know what, I want to buy this for, like, I don't know, 20 30% over market price. And I have that decision, like, do I keep it or do I sell it and reinvest? <laughs> Most of the time I sold, but I have, like, a lot of regrets related to that. So definitely now I'm trying to, like, hold on to my, my rare stuff because as time goes on, like I said, the supply keeps going down. That's that's it's the worst when someone asks that. It's like, I need I need to buy this X Y Z hard to get thing, grail thing from you, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to let it go. Yeah, it's like a worst. recent example, I had a pair of Dirk Bickenberg's boots from the '90s. Ooh. My girlfriend put me on Dirk like about a year ago, and uh, I had like this really rare iteration and a good size. And I had uh, Netflix come up to me and be like, we need to buy this for like one of our, our TV shows. And I was like, you know what, like. I can't keep this for myself. Like, this is really going to go to good use. and People are going to see it on, like, the character. I can't say what show, but, like, when uh, it does come out, I'm going to for sure post pictures on my on my IG. But it is, oh, like, yeah. a uh, a show that, like, I like a lot. So I was like, you know, I could just take them, and I don't mind selling them because I know, like, it's going to go to good use, you know? It'll be put in film forever. Yeah. Great to That's see them not cool. sit in the closet and collect dust and actually be worn and get exposure that way. Now, for XYZ show, after they're done with it, do you get to rebuy the boots from them or do they keep it forever as sort of like a memorabilia? Yeah, like a prop. I haven't asked. I imagine they'll probably keep them in case they do like another, uh, maybe another uh, season or something. But probably I, I might try to get them back. I, I never really thought of that. But yeah, I, I might try to get them back because. I haven't seen another um, version of that kind of boot in a while, so they're definitely rare, definitely hard to come by. Marco, um, recently I've seen you posting a lot of accessories. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, let me know if I can if I can even say this, Marco. We can like you know edit it out or Please. something. But uh, Marco is one of the uh, admins in Streetwear Montreal. Um, and, uh, you know, I always get, like, notifications for his posts whenever he posts on Facebook, uh, on the group and stuff. And uh, recently, he's been posting a lot of accessories, like a lot of, uh, like, wallets and, like, jewelry. Um, I know, like, you, like, around Valentine's Day, you were putting up, like, the, the bears, like, the Gucci bear, was it? Or, like, the Dior bear, um, stuff like that. Um, how much do you feel like you've had to transition into accessories because of the market um, blowing up over the last few years? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I was telling this to uh, to my girlfriend earlier today that 
I used to get boxes from Japan, like 12 items, and it'd be like nine or 10 bangers, like crazy pieces, and like I'd be so excited to post them. Now if I get one, I'm like lucky, or I'm having like a good week, because really? there's so little supply out there, and if there is something that's really good, you'll have 10 other versions of me, 10 other guys trying to like bid it up and get it for like the, like the best price possible. But when you have so many bidders, like the price always goes past, like which you'll even pay on Grailed. So it's not really worth buying anymore. So what I did is around 2019, 2020, I realized this and I uh, started moving over to accessories. I started buying like a lot of Goyard, like Mikey was saying, a lot of Dior jewelry, uh, Vivian Westwood's kind of stuff, um, as well as like a lot of... Uh, accessories from Gucci, so like some household items. I've had like the Gucci chopsticks, Gucci ice tray that I, I posted actually became a meme and people were making fun of me on, on Instagram and Twitter, even hit Facebook <laughs> and all, all those like meme pages. But um, yeah, I had to really maneuver over to accessories because the market is just way too tough right now. And if I want to like put out product every week and um, get product in and out as quick as I can, I had to go to like something different. So accessories and women's wear is something that I, I pursued in the past two years and it's probably my, my focus right now because a lot of the archive pieces even when I get them I want to keep them so I rather just like flip jewelry rather than uh, than pieces that like I'll get once and probably never again yeah do you feel like um that stuff has been easier or harder for you to move uh than uh, it would be to move like a like a full like archive like jacket or, or a pair of pants or whatever it might be. It's definitely easier to move accessories than like the big pieces, especially the ones that are like really expensive. So I have a pay, I have a helmet lying jacket up right now for like fifteen hundred USD, and I know like that's not going to move it. I'm going to need to get like the right buyer, either like a celebrity or a stylist or maybe just someone who really likes the jacket. But uh, for jewelry, I mean like. There's so many people buying like Dior necklaces or Vivian Westwood necklaces for themselves or for like their significant others. So those move really quickly. Usually when I post like five or 10 new ones, I'll sell one or two within the same day and by like a week or two, they're all gone. So yeah, that's really why like we we're trying to um, diversify the kind of stuff we post and also make our page um, friendly for people that are not just males. So um, we're able to like have posts for everyone. Marker, you know, you know what? Uh, you you brought Vivian Westwood up a lot. You know what? Uh, you need to get for the for the next big Instagram fit banger pick, bro. What? Uh, the uh the Pharrell hat, man. The the Buffalo hat. It's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. It is a classic. I just I would, I would love to see somebody who's not Pharrell wear it like just one time like that just would attempt be, to wear it that'd be fucking amazing Pharrell can pull off anything like he's a style goat yeah yeah facts over yeah. there yeah we were we were talking about this was it last week or two weeks ago um when i was talking about like he he originally wore that at the well i mean like the i don't know if it was the the first time he wore it but one of the, the awards, time that right? yeah the time that he wore it where it like really blew up it was at the grammys and, like, people talk about the hat a lot, but what they don't realize is that this guy was at the fucking Grammys wearing, like, a tr like essentially, like, a track jacket. Like, it looked yeah. like an Adidas track jacket. I think it was, like, I think it was, like, leather, maybe, so it might have not been, like, Adidas, but, like, you know, like, the yo, style. this guy wore a fucking, yeah, the style. Like, this guy wore a fucking track jacket to the Grammys. Like, yo, like, who can do that? Who can do that and get away with it? Only Pharrell. Like, it's, 
Yeah. People can try. Yeah. They'll never succeed. I uh I had a very in it like not to get too far off fashion here because I feel like we're we're definitely rolling, but um I actually put up an Instagram story poll yesterday. And um I think that this is a very good debate is um in terms of just musical influence um over the tens to the tens uh, i guess 2010 to 2020 um who was more influential was it kanye west or was it this. young thug i saw this Ooh. i think it was young thug i honestly think it was young really thug. I, I disagree yeah. Yeah. I disagree. I think it's Kanye. I disagree as well. You think so? I think that I think that Young Thug has had much more of an influence on the new generation of artists than Kanye did. I disagree. Even though I think I don't know cuz you look at Kanye, you look at 808s and Heartbreak, without that album there's no Drake. There's no all like those like sad rappers. That's not happening. But at the same time like Young Thug, I do agree like he put on like all those new guys like Gunna and um all like the auto-tune rap now, but then again, there's no Young Thug without like Waka Flocka and all them, and oh, there's yeah. no like Waka Flocka without like Outkast, so it goes deeper than that, and you there, know? There's no auto-tune rap without um, Stronger. True. Yeah, Kanye did you know, put you, that on you as do, well. You do know who the who the godfather is, though, right? Pay, pay your respects to Lil V the bass god, Period. Period. Put some respect on Lil B the Bass God's name. On his name. He is, yo, people do not realize how important Lil B is to rap. Because, yes, he is a funny character, but holy shit, like, all these, like, crazy fucking, like, you know, like, these younger guys, like, these, like, more mumbleish rappers, they would not be popping off had it not been for Lil B paving the way and taking all those arrows... <laughs> <laughs> from the general public opening up their ears to some crazy shit that they've never heard before that was essentially just a stream of consciousness like some crazy stuff um anyways to get back on fashion though um marco what's the craziest piece uh you've ever sold what do you mean by craziest like just um not even in terms of money but just the thing that you were like Oh, like I never thought that I'd get my hands on this, and then for me to sell it afterwards is like wild. Sure. So the craziest piece I ever uh, sold was actually a piece that my girlfriend told me, like you need to buy this. Like if it doesn't fit me, like you can sell it. And I was like, okay. It was a Vivian Westwood corset. It was uh, from the Time Machine season, so I think that's early two thousands. I'm not sure exactly. It's basically a corset with a bunch of like straps on it and the straps all have belt buckles on it so it's super futuristic and uh, i paid 50 dollars. i listed it on grail for a thousand i was like you know what? no one's gonna buy this 10 minutes later sold and i, no and I was like wow i'm like wow i came up i made 950 and then you know what i wake up the ne- like a two three weeks later i see it on this like big resellers page for three thousand dollars and it sold i'm like wow i just played myself no yeah. way. oh my god so that was my biggest come up but also my biggest regret and it's also at the same time the craziest piece because i still get dms to this day from people being like do you still have this and like it gets posted on like hidden wise page every week or two so it's definitely one of the, one of the coolest pieces i've owned for sure wow the biggest w and the biggest l all together <laughs> yeah exactly That's crazy 
you know, you know who knows a little a little thing or two about uh, taking an L selling shit. Oh, you? <laughs> our no, our very own Darius. <laughs> no, bro. Are you? What are you kidding, bro? I That's true. I sell. I sell for the high, bro. I sell for the high. I sell for the moon. I sell, I sell for, for the, the massa. I sell for the L. I sell for the L. I only sell Darius sells for the L, bro. Darius. That's why I don't sell stuff anymore. Bro, if Darius sells a shoe, buy the fuck out of that shoe. I'm telling you. If I sell something, (laughs) you just buy that something. It doesn't matter what it is. Darius, do you wanna do you wanna run us through some of the some of the price lists? Go through that pain one more time. Yeah, just the big the biggest pain is just the watches, man. It's just the watches are the biggest pain. No, but you do well with watches, though, I would say. Yeah, but okay. Sold, sold. Yellow gold Daytona. 22 grand. It's like a 70,000. Sorry, Darius, you cut out. So, yellow gold Oyster Flex Daytona. In the 20s. It's like a 50s now. Jesus. Yeah, that's rough. Black GMT. Those are rough to think about. I try not, like, I try to, like, stay away from all my past sales, especially even on StockX with sneakers. Because I look oh, yeah. back at them, like, what was I thinking? That's literally Black why. GMT, I, because I have a sub. For that's eight. why I'm holding my Supreme Dunk for the rest of the time. I sold my pair. Sorry, Mikey. Wow, Marco. You know what? I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to hold that shit together. What, what happened to the diamond hands, bro? What happened? Oh, man. Old diamond. Old diamond. <laughs> You know, I you know what shoe I still have diamond hands for, and uh, you convinced me to have diamond hands for it. So I sure as fuck hope that you're calling this one's right. Is uh, the peach mocha women's Jordan one, the mid. And it's all like is... the characteristics of the formula. If it has a white side panel, and like the everything else is like dark, it's for sure gonna do well. That's true. That's true. I'm holding. Yeah. I'm holding. That sounds like Rust Pink's. I'm holding. I'm taking Rust Pink is like, yeah. yeah, it's that one went for a lot of money. That's crazy. That that goes for that goes for like Mars. That was that was literally the uh that was the comparison that we had uh to it was like was Rust Pink or was it Arctic Pink's? I can't remember. Was it Rust Pink's? Rust Pink's. Rust Pink. Rust Pink is the Rust one it's uh, like ten thousand dollars, I think. One. Ooh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the one that's like, I think you can sell them for like 800, 900. Oh, we're talking about digital pinks, I think. Those digital pink. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those ones, those ones will go for the moon now, too. Everything is going to the moon. Yeah. Everything. Yo, I, I saw the red Supreme Dunk High. Net Magnetism was selling a used pair. And I think this guy's asking for like twelve thousand dollars Canadian. And I'm like, what? With the dunk with the stars? Yeah, bro. The red, the red highs. From oh, oh, well, yeah. What year was that? Was that oh? Oh three, I think. Oh four. Yeah, oh three. Um, yeah, I think he's asking for like twelve thousand dollars for like a like a like a a broken in pair. Like, don't get me wrong, they're in very good shape, but holy I shit! I thought people were selling those for like. Five six hundred dollars, like nah. a few years ago, bro. Yeah, yeah they were. I, like, but a few years ago, like twenty seventeen, yeah. twenty eighteen, you could have bought those yeah. for like four or five hundred. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah, I know dude, for a yeah. fact because I I was offered those for like two fifty and I passed on them. I was like, nah, this is not a good shoe. Big regret. I think it was like twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Big regrets. 
<laughs> I bought a. Yeah, I bought uh, Chicago's instead. The ugly ones, like with the, with the big jump man on the tongue, that was a big regret. Damn. Oof. Yikes. That hurt just listening. We all take some L's sometimes, Marco. Part except of the game. Me. Except me. I'm a I'm W's only. No, I'm playing. I, I W's pretty, only. I think I'm I've taken some Damn. pretty big fucking L's in the last few months. Did you notice he knit his fingers together to make that W? <laughs> w Woodbridge, Maple, Coco. <laughs> oh. oh my god. This is the thing, Mikey. The longer time goes and you reflect back, like more W's turn into L's. So just try oh, not to 100%. Think about that. Oh, 100%. Oh, no. I, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know what I mean? If I. If I get rid of something, then, you know, I probably got rid of it because I needed to do it. And uh, it probably fueled another venture down the line. So you, you got to you gotta take shit at the, at the time that you did the transaction. You can't be thinking about it afterwards. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I learned that shit the hard way, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've had that happen to me quite a few times. Oh, also, yeah. um... Oh, for sure. But like before, before, like before any of this, man, like I'm talking like years ago, man, where I just like sold shit and like I look at it now and I'm like, fuck my life. Like I remember, um, I think it was Crimson Foams. I don't know if it was Crimson Foams. I think they actually might be like kind of cheap right now, but, um, I'm trying to remember if it was this shoe. I think that's like one of the best pairs of foams of all time, in my opinion. I don't think they're that expensive, though. Holy shit. Uh, clearly, they are that expensive. Whoa. Yo, I had these joints, bro. That's fucking nuts. Wow, these are $942 wow. in the 9.5 and, and $725 in the 10.5, $653. But no, honestly, like, these are probably one of my favorite pairs of foams of all time. You know what? I need foams to come back. Do you think that there's a, do you think that there's a, there's a place for foams to make a comeback in the next few years? Yes. I think so I think so. Yeah. Also, like, the flight posits. Yeah. You think flight posits have a better chance than, like, full-out foams? No, I think foams have a better chance, but I think some acronym man will wear flight posits in like black or silver and be like whoa those look like space shoes and then they're gonna take off okay yeah we're back all right i'm not too sure what happened there but fuck all right anyways um but yeah no i do think that foams have um like a, a like room but i think that in order for uh, foams to thrive again, Nike has to stop releasing all these bullshit colorways to get foams into the hands of people. They they have to they have to follow the Jordan One formula in order for this shit to work. They have to what, release a million of them. What I mean, like with the exception of the Jordan One, like every week. Yeah, like yes, there are a lot of Jordan Ones, but I'm just saying, like in terms of Jordan Ones that people want. Um, I mean, like, there's not that many, are there? Like, I'd say, like, how many Jordan 1s have we had that people actually want this year? Like, we've had UNCs. It's UNCs, yeah. Um, 
I literally think that's it. Oh, and I mean, well, like they drop the, what volts? New, uh, bio, no, not biox. Sorry, people, volts. People um, didn't really want UNCs. volts. Though. Uh, nah, UNC, I think it's only been UNCs. N- neutral grays, but but we, we, I was actually talking about this the other day. Are is are the neutral grays not the most fucking forgot about shoe? Um, you have seen in recent memory. I swear to God, going into that release, everybody wanted them. That shoe came and went like the fucking wind. I I have not up until yesterday. I hadn't spoken about that shoe in over a month. I forgot they dropped. I think the execution on that shoe was very poor. Really? Well, if you look at the shoe, it's not even the same thing as the 85. The color is completely wrong. Oh, yeah. The shape was fucked up. The the shadowing is just wrong. I mean, if you look at... I have the pair in hand. It's so light compared to the actual 85s. And I think they definitely made a mistake with that. At the same time, um, they didn't really drop that many of them. So it didn't really get into the hands of people who actually wanted them. And people like myself had to pay five, six hundred dollars for a pair. And that makes me kind of not want to put them on the toe because it's it's a big investment for a sneaker. YOLO. <laughs> yeah, yeah Darius, Darius is the king of saying YOLO when it comes to buying expensive ass shit that he doesn't need. <laughs> big YOLO energy. I don't really buy that much stuff, though. Bro. They they know you by they know you by fucking name at Holtz, bro. They have y- your your per- your personal shopper has has your find my friends on his iPhone, man. You may not have a personal shopper at every Holtz. <laughs> okay, so there no, you go. No <laughs> you Jeez. have okay, true or false? You have more than one Holtz personal shopper. I could text more than one person. Okay. Holtz all right. That's all I, 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 I have man. one. I have one fucking guy. I have one guy at Harry's. Oh, I got none. I have one, I one guy. None. I have one guy at Harry's and I have one guy at Holtz. I do not have fucking multiples. If you have multiples, you're buying way too much shit. <laughs> I'm not buying stuff consistently. But you buy enough shit where they remember who the fuck you are. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I know one guy in Montreal too. I text him sometimes. At Essence? No. Holtz. Holtz. Holtz here is actually pretty nice. Yeah, and Ogilvy is good too. They yeah. have good stuff. Ogilvy gets crazy discounts. Even Essence, they have pretty good discounts. I mean, Essence? year after year, it's getting progressively worse. But yeah. there was a time where the Essence sale was actually. Amazing. Um, Pretty like, impressive, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'd say that at the beginning, the essence sale isn't the greatest, but by the by, like the I don't know that shit always goes like fifteen weeks or something. But like, I feel by, like they've extended it for the past. It few. goes so fucking long. Like they literally start it in like May, and that shit doesn't end until like the end of August. Like every, <laughs> or like oh, it'll and then they're like they start dropping prices every two weeks and yeah. then like they stop sometimes like oh are we gonna drop it this week are the we amount the week? amount of times i get an email where it's like now up to 60 percent off i'm like yo i thought it was up to 60 percent off for the last like two weeks like what the fuck is going on <laughs> but um 70 but yeah no by the end of the sale though you can always find some really crazy steals like i uh i got that detroit jacket for 50 percent off or the Michigan, whichever one it is. I can't remember what the Carhartt shit is. Um, 
The uh, but yeah, I got that one for fifty percent off. I've gotten their denim by the end of the sale is always like a movie. Like you can get like rag and bone jeans for like one hundred and thirty dollars. Like by the end of it. And it's always, like, when they have, like, a few sizes left. When it's, like, 132 left, like, 133 left, like, 134, like, you can get, like, a $350 pair of jeans for, like, 120 130 140 bucks plus tax, which is pretty solid. I feel I like, like... Shop in-store. I feel like Nordstrom's like that as well. If you if you do Nordstrom in-store, you get some crazy-ass deals. Holt Renfrew in-store has been the most solid deal hunting for me. Holt Renfrew in-store? Oh, yeah. I feel like I never get anything I need from Whole Influence Store. Sales. I like, bought some stuff. I feel like the only stuff I've bought from Whole Renfrew Sales and Store are, like, John Elliott tees. But it's never, like, that crazy of a discount. It'll be, like, I don't know. It'll be, like, 20 bucks off or something. Really? Yeah. It's never anything that nuts. I think the, uh... the, the best sale buy I've ever gotten on anything was um hmm that John Elliott jacket that John Elliott jacket I think it was like 970 retail or something um plus tax and I got it for like 360 shipped like with duty and everything it was actually nuts like that that is I the only like Marco has some crazy cops that's the only time I've gone retail. on Kith and gotten like a nutty deal where I just couldn't turn it down I think my best deal was actually this summer. I got a pair of uh, Prada nylon cargo pants, like a bunch of zippers. They were like 2,600 yeah. retail. I paid, I think, nice. 350. Wow. Ooh. Nice. That's yeah. crazy. Essence, they were 80 or 90% off. It was insane. And they were actually like a nice pair of pants. Like I wear them all the time and the fit is perfect. And I, I don't understand like why they wouldn't sell out or why they won't come back to that point. But Essence had a lot of product sales uh, last summer, so I think this summer will be the same. Definitely keep your eyes peeled. You know what? Uh, your best cop. You know what Marco had and is now getting rid of is the uh, the Mars Yard overshoe. Yes, I do. Oh. Yeah, I had the OG Mars Yard, and when I sold them, I told myself I was going to buy the overshoe and cut them up. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I never ended up cutting them, and now I have way too many sneakers, so I'm going to sell the overshoe as much as it hurts me. Oof. Honestly, it's what's a great that, shoe. What size are those again? I don't know. That's dangerous. Mikey? I wore them out, like, as, like, the whole overshoe, I wore them out a few times, and, like, people look at you like you're from a different planet, but honestly, they're, they're fire, so. Yo, Marco, do you That's still have the point, right? Do you still have your bodega dunks? No, I sold them. You slept too much. Well, bro, I didn't think I was a size 10, but now I come to find out that I'm a fucking size 10. I think we're the same size because I'm, I'm like a 10 and a quarter. So I'm yeah. between size 10 and yeah, 10.5. Yeah. yeah, I honestly, like now that I like realize that I'm like a 10, I'm fucking pissed I didn't take those bodegas because like I still want them. So I'm like very upset about that because everybody's like, oh, like take the insole out. And I'm like, yo, if I had to do that shit, like it's not worth buying the shoe. Like it's just not worth it to me. Yeah, Marco, Marco was going to lob me those for retail. I fucked that up. The Poldeco pair was really well executed. Like, they had it looked really nice good. packaging, nice inserts. It was cool. Yeah, love that shoe. And a lot of people hate it. You know, yo, I, I'll i say one thing. Uh, Kevin, you, you know which Kevin you are. 
I'm tired of you talking shit about the Notre Dunk because it was a good fucking shoe. Stop it. Stop talking yeah, shit Kevin. about the no. Yeah, stop talking shit about the Notre Dunk. All right. Enough. Enough. And you know what, Kevin, I'm talking about too, Marco. Are you talking about the navy one or the brown one? Both, both of them. Both of them are good. I don't know about the navies. What? I'm sorry. Marco's Kevin. He I don't understand. I don't understand what like what. They're not what? for me. Like they don't suit my style at all. Like, I can't wear any navy. Like I, I only wear like black or like earth tones. I can't wear any. That, navy. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Like if it's not your style, that's fair. But I'm saying that it's a good shoe though. I mean, like, Notre's a... one of like the best shops. Like I, in my opinion, like they're they're they do really well. So I like the collab. I think the laces are kind of whack, but everything else is pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? I actually like the laces on those. I don't. I don't think that they like fit with the shoe that well. So I understand what you're saying there. But like, I do. I did like the laces. Like, I would like maybe transplant those. Like, I would put like some regular white laces in, and like just like keep those laces for like a different shoe. I feel that. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. a little bit too loud given everything yeah. else that's on the shoe. Yeah, I just I just feel like like a flat white lace would be perfect with that shoe. Um, what are your thoughts on cream laces, Marco? Are you a cream like lace H, lover? The age laces? Okay. Yeah, just like, just a, yeah, like a creamy lace. Well, what's your what's your thought on that? Considering the whole archive, uh, it depends. Influence? It depends because like if you're wearing like I don't know like eighty fives or like ninety fours and you want to wear cream laces, then for sure, like go for it. Would but you throw wear, them like, on brand, your neutrals? Yeah, I would. I would throw them on my neutrals, but maybe after a few wears, because like cream laces on a DS shoe kind of looks weird. Mm-hmm. Too crispy. Right. Yeah, it definitely doesn't doesn't look natural. As long as it looks natural, I think cream laces are, are really nice. But if it looks forced, then uh, yeah, it's not it. Pink laces on mochas. No, hell no. <laughs> Strong. No, no Travis Scott Jordans, please. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this is why me and Mark are fucking homies, bro. I literally. <laughs> I, I ride and die with fucking Marco's opinions on this one. Let's go. No more fucking Pregnant. Travis Scott Jordans. No more. Enough. I saw Enough! a pair yesterday, actually. Yeah, I saw a pair. There was this girl uh, wearing Travis Scott Jordans and, like, um, oversized, like, denim with, like, the flare leg openings. I was like, wow, this is exactly what, like, Instagram Damn. fashion has become. Not Hayden, but it's true. Just observation. Yeah, no, it's 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 that, definitely. That's like when the TikTok one gets upgraded. What do you think about TikTok, Marco? Like, what do you think about like the way TikTok has influenced fashion um, over the last like year and a half, especially? Like, I feel like I feel like it, during the pandemic, it's been it's been such a huge contributor. Not to say that it, you know, it didn't have like a little bit of sauce before that, but I'm saying like during the pandemic, 100%, I feel like TikTok is really like taking over people's feeds and like in a lot of ways, in a, in a, in a much more prominent way than we've seen with like just pictures alone kind of guided people to wear certain things or like become interested in certain trends. Yeah, I mean... TikTok gets a lot of hate from people who are in fashion, but at the same time, I think TikTok did a really good job of like putting people on certain brands and certain styles. I really don't like those videos of like, which style should I wear today? And it's like the same kind of fit with different colors. Like one's goth, one's like sporty, one's vintage. Like, come on, like that's kind of whack. But I have seen some like decent TikToks of like 
let's say how to buy on like Yahoo Japan or like certain brand like the history is behind them that's pretty cool I mean they do a good job of like transmitting information over to like the user base yeah. but I guess it would depend on the videos I don't really hate TikTok but I definitely agree like it had such a big part to play in fashion I mean Jordan mids without TikTok there's no Jordan mid hype right now yeah that's true and uh, we know we know you love your mids, Marco. I'm a big mid uh, mid collector for sure. Mid mid collector, Marco. I wear my Jordans or my pants anyway, so like I can wear a mid, and you guys wouldn't even know. <laughs> Let's go. Not that I do, uh, but you guys wouldn't I'm... know. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you what do you, what do you have what do you have to say to the people that are that are hating on Jordan mids in in 2021, Marco? They're just gatekeepers. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> like they don't want to see other people wearing Jordans. They want to like have that high price point be like um, the gate from like getting to like that hype or like that shoe. So kind of whack. I get it, but like people that hate on mids or like talk trash to people wearing mids, like come on, like you're being really immature. It's not cool. What do you think of mids that replicate high colorways? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because like. Obviously, I would never wear that kind of shoe because, like, I'm an original collector and, like, I respect the original designs. But at the same time, if, let's say, my sister wanted a pair, I wouldn't, like, talk trash to her and be like, you should get the real one because I understand, like, the price point for, like, the original colorways, like, especially the breads, the Chicago's, is just, like, way too high. And, like, for the average person, they're not going to spend that kind of money. I think it's a good way. Like, the mids are a good way to get people into, like, sneakers and learning the history about them. So definitely... It's uh like it's not a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing. It's like in between there's pros and cons. But if you want to wear mids, go for it. I'm not gonna lie, I think the Chicago colorway in a mid looks like shit. But I think that the bands and the Royals, not a fucking difference to me if you're wearing Yeah, bands. you can't really tell, honestly. You can't tell. You, I I legit I, I see the mids and I see the highs all the time. And whenever I'm with people, I'm like, yo, are those highs or mids? Like, I, I legitimately cannot tell when they're on foot half the time. The thing that I, mean, I find is crazy. And yeah, the thing that's crazy is that people are wearing, like, buying Chicago mid GS for, I don't know, $300. When they can get, like, the snakeskin Jordan High woman colorway, which is almost the same thing. It's even cooler, in my opinion, for, like, $20, oh, yeah. $30 more. So it's, like, really the TikTok culture has brought mids to, like, a whole new level. The snakeskin women's are so good. What do you What do you think the best mid is as a hold? What do you mean as a hold? Like if you if you had to make a call on one mid, being like, oh, buy this this mid and hold it, what would it be? Uh, it's probably the peach mochas. They already went up since I told you. They okay. already went up like fifty dollars okay. a size. Let's, let's yeah. go. Let's go, Marco. Peach mochas <laughs> is a good hold because like. It kind of looks like a mocha, but it has pink in it. Besides that, like any mid that has any shade of pink is going to go up because of like the girls who buy them. And obviously like the classic colorways, like the Chicago, the shadow, even the white shadow is a nice colorway. Like if that was on the high, I'd definitely buy it for the toe. I actually really like the shadows. The more I look at the shadows in person, the, the more I like them. I, I think that's the one mid where I'd be like, oh, I'd, I kind of want a pair of these for myself. Um, yeah, I, I never, I, I never really thought that I'd be like into mids like that, but I really like that shoe. My mid of choice is um, has always been the Milan. Every ever since I saw that one, that's dropped, a good one. Was like, was it two years ago now? A year ago? 
that one is really nice. Yeah, it's a nice colorway. I, I fuck with that one. Good colors. Oh, here's here's what I meant earlier in the pod where I said... Uh, oh, boy. You know, I was hoping I would have forgotten about this. No. When I, <laughs> when I said sneakerhead in training. Um, so, Marco, incredible knowledge when it comes to Jordan 1s especially. Just like, you know, I'll forget names of colorways all the time and he'll just like, you know, it's like encyclopedic. Encyclopedic? I think that's, yeah. Encyclopedic. Um, Encyclopedic. I don't know yeah, either. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. I'm an idiot. So, um, basically, <laughs> yeah, just I'll forget uh, sometimes, and and Marco just you know is able to remind me. But uh, I didn't believe him when he said this because you know I know that his knowledge for you know certain shoes is like astronomical. So he was like, oh yeah, like I don't know like like a lot of these Jordans, like the models, and I was like, what? And I was like, no, like, bullshit. Like, you know, the, you know the Jordan models. And, like, I, he was like, no, like, test me on it right now. So, you know, I sent him a few pictures. I'm like, what, what shoe is this? And he's like, it was like a Jordan 10. He's like, I don't know, like, Jordan 13 or something. And I was like, what? Like, I actually couldn't believe it. Marco is legitimately, no, like, Marco. Like, are you going to put me on blast right now? <laughs> we can, we... No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not putting you on blast. But I just, um, I found it fucking amazing because it's like you like you know so much more about more than me about like Jordan ones like I I legitimately like and I'm I'm like a pretty big sneakerhead but like you legitimately know every single fucking colorway of every single Jordan one I've ever like that's ever released but yeah when it, like I I think that that was that was the only time where I was like wow like I like I got the upper hand on Marco this one time I think it's because I really grew up on Supreme. And when I got into sneakers, it was around the time where, like, Kanye launched the Yeezys. It's, so, like, okay. the first sneaker I really wanted was, like, the OG um, 750s. And then after I bought a pair of the chocolate ones for myself, big regrets. I can't believe I wore those. But, honestly, it's a classic shoe. Do you still have those? I don't. No, I sold them. Okay. But um, that's, like, like, I grew up on Yeezys, pretty much, sad to say. And at the same time that Yeezys were dropping, they were, like, slowly trying to get the Jordan 1 back. So, they were dropping, like, the shattered backboards uh the bands and stuff so like i never really got into the the jordan hype until like recently yeah. and a lot of the colorways like i never really like took the time to to learn them yeah. or like the, even the the models so i'm sorry mikey i'm not a real sneaker I, like, no be, no like, a, no no <laughs> like a high fashion and um supreme kind of guy like i'm, Yo, I'm trying to learn sneakers now but it's tough there's so many models no, like, Jordan, no, there's... like 30 models bro like, i can't know them all no, the thing is, there's there's no shame in that, Marco. Like I, you you like at the end of the day, bro. Like when it comes to you know like fat, like especially like high fashion pieces and stuff. Like you know like I can I can navigate my way around some of this stuff, but there's no fucking way I know like half as much as you. Like I, like I like you can you can like actually point shit out and be like, oh like that's this designer, like that's this brand, like that's this year. I can't fucking do that. So I mean, yeah, I would much rather have your knowledge of that stuff than you know, know what a fucking stealth 10 is because it's a terrible shoe. It's, <laughs> it's not. I don't even know. I don't even know what a 10 is. Like you still told me like to this day, like what's, what shoe is this? I still get it wrong. I think. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. At, at least you know what a four is. Yeah. yeah. One, three, yeah. four, one, five, three, four, five, six, he knows, he knows six, all the ten, important models. I don't know. Seven. I know 11 and 11? that's it. Yeah, 11. That's it. To, Maybe to 12. Be, to be totally fair, I I threw I threw like the curveball models at him that like a lot of people wouldn't know. Well, it was like, like 30, 35? No, not like thirty fives, but it was like fifteen, seventeens. Like you know what I mean? Okay. Like like even even like legitimately like if I if I didn't like 
know this shit for the last like 10 years just because like i know this shoe like i like if somebody showed me a pair of 17s and like i wasn't in like you know what i mean like in the know about 17s there's no fucking way i know that the 17s are the 17s i would have just guessed a random number too just choose uh, a high number does it look bulky and big it's probably a high number <laughs> but yeah no uh the fifth the 15 is, a, is another one you know what i actually like the 15 a lot though I, I've, I've told people this, uh, recently, um, the 15, I think is with pants, the most slept on Jordan. I just Googled this shoe. I think this is one of the ugliest sneakers I've seen in my life. It's a hot fucking take. Like, trust (laughs) me, I understand it's, it's a hot take and I don't, I don't think I could wear them, but I've seen people will pull them off with pants and I'm like, wow, this is actually super dope. Like I, yeah, I could not wear them though. I'd look like a fucking idiot. It's it's the same thing with like um, uh, what's the what's the fucking Yeezy that just dropped the the foam runners, the foam runners, aliens. Okay, dude, the foam runners, love them. Yeah. If I put them on my feet, I know I look like a dumbass. I saw so many on foot photos over the last week where I'm like, thank fucking god I didn't get a pair of these. Look. <laughs> like, it, I think it boils down to one thing. Same thing with your 15s. It's your ankle size. If you got skinny fucking ankles, it's not going to work. I don't want to see that shit with skinny jeans. I don't want to see that shit with like <laughs> mid-high socks. Okay. I, I saw somebody put laces on them today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That was funny. Okay, that that, that I gotta go. I was, yo, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I was crying. That shit was hilarious, man. You just you like send me just, this picture after the pod. Oh, like bro, you just like put them around. <laughs> you just put them. <laughs> well, I gotta find it right now. Do, did, do you, did you post? Do you know where you saw it? No, no, I th- I saw him on like Twitter, I think. Oh, and it was sorry, like. It was like somebody like put it on Twitter. It was like motherfuckers really be doing the most or some shit like that. Uh, I gotta find this shit. Come on. Hold on. Please tell me I'm gonna find these right now. Please, for the love of God. Nah, I can't find them. Fuck. Oh, yo, uh, Marco, have you seen? Uh, while while it tries to find this, have you seen the um, the Merrill? Uh, like, kind of like I don't I don't want to call it a knockoff, but like the Merrill, I guess rendition of whatever a foam runner is supposed to be. No, I haven't. Uh, I'll I'll send them to you right now. Uh, what do you what do you think of them, Ed? Uh, you know what? I, I actually don't hate them. I personally think that they're better than the foam runner. I don't know, but yeah, I think I think the shape is just a little more uh, democratic for everyone. It's just much easier to wear. Yeah, like I I don't think I can wear the foam runner because I just feel like it would look so stupid on my foot. I think um, I just wear the foam runner to wear the foam foam runner. Take a look at that, Marco. Let me know how you feel. I love them, bro. I would rather have those than the foam runners. No bullshit. Yeah, these actually look like Crocs. <laughs> that's what i'm saying they're dope though like they're actually so sick and they're cheap as fuck too i, I think they're like 60 bucks or like 70 bucks some shit like that yeah i don't know what's marco on this one yeah they kind of look like crocs you don't like them you don't like them because they look like crocs i don't know i, I don't, don't i th- 
my opinion on them is that they're not ridiculous enough. Like, the Fulmar has a crazy shape and everything like that, right? The Merrells don't have that crazy shape. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like if I'm not going to the beach, I'd look like a fucking idiot in the foam runner. But I guess I'd look like an idiot in these, too. Like, well, okay, yo, let's say you got a pair of foam runners, right? Did you touch any foam runners, uh, Marco? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, neither did I, which I was actually pretty upset about, but now that I see people wearing them, I'm like, thank fucking God. But, um... Let's just say you got a pair of foam runners, right? Where would you wear them? The groceries. How would you wear them? On the house. Besides the house. Would you wear them outside? Would you wear them on the street? Probably not. The, the silence is telling. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. I... I think that there are going to be people that are going to wear the foam runners. It's going to be a complete banger. You're going to be like, wow, this is so sick. You're the coolest person. And then they're, but the thing is like 99.9% .9 of people that wear them, they're going to wear them out. And I'm going to be like, you look like a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> this is the or, worst fit decision you've ever made. <laughs> or the fit will look like a banger. It was so sick in the photo. And then they're actually walking around. You're like, this is dumb. I feel like I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see that happening too, yeah, actually. Because, like, in the pose and, like, the, the angle, the yeah, lighting, all that yeah. put together, fit pick, banger. That's a really Actual, good way. In person, it's like, this is really dumb still. That's a very good way to put it, actually, yeah. It's like, this is this is mildly acceptable. Yeah. I see, like, and I, I find it interesting. Like, Marco, I feel like you can pull off the overshoe. Um, but I have seen people wear the overshoe because like I've I've seen pictures of you wearing the overshoe and shit. Like I think you did a pretty good job with it. But um, I've seen people wear the overshoe and been like, "Wow, what a fucking idiot!" Like nice garbage bags. Like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what I mean? There are people that wear the overshoe and I'm like, "Oh, these are cool as hell!" Like, I, like that's very cool. But I don't think I could pull off the overshoe unless I like cut them up. It's tough because the fans are kind of like pants you're wearing with them. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to the fans. Yeah. How did how did you manage the style though? I can't remember what you wore, but I remember like seeing pictures of you wearing them, and I was like, "Oh, these are pretty dope." Um, I wore them twice, I think. Once with Acne Studios cargos that were like really wide legged, so they just kind of like fit over the boots. Mm -hmm. Another time was with like Final Home um, flight pants, and Final Home's like a uh, really forward thinking brand that like made survival clothes. So like those pants already look like wild on their own, but with the the overshoot they they kind of went well together i don't have a fit pick of that though sadly did you um why didn't you cut those up what made you not cut those up i was just too lazy to do it and i feel bad for like tom Sachs because he put in a lot of work in that kind of boot and i don't want to like ruin his artistry like, i respect him as an artist and i don't want to like trim his boots you know who you don't? You know who Marco doesn't respect as an artist? Daniel Arsham. All of my favorite artists. <laughs> he fucking hates everybody. He did Which not top one? It's only Daniel Arsham. No, I think it's I think it's only I think it's only Daniel Arsham, yeah. Uh, I like Koss. I think Koss does yeah, good work, yeah, yeah. but maybe not I think, anymore. I think it's too commercial. I think, I think it's only Daniel Arsham that you don't that you don't like. 
What was your beef with with Daniel Larson? Just think he's a sellout. Like he just makes wants. He's just like a hype beast artist. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> but it's cool art, though. Like you, you gotta, you gotta admit. Like looking at yeah, it's cool. Like, but I wouldn't buy it for myself. That's what, that was my point. Oh, okay, that's that's fair enough. Like, I can okay. respect his art, and I can respect people who buy it. But for me, it's not just not something I would put in my house. Like not something yeah. I, I would spend like thousands of dollars on. You know? Yeah. You can you, I ask the appeal of of Daniel. Um. So I saw him at uh, Daniel's Artscape Launchpad um, when he did the uh, Zen Garden installation at Nuit Blanche. And um, the way that he explained it, I think, was like, uh, like you know, a, a thing that everybody should hear before, you know, forming an opinion on his art. Um or else it's like a little bit of a disservice to like what they're looking at because essentially the way he explained it is with, so essentially he takes all of these like, you know, like modern day items. So like, he'll take like, you know, like a DSLR or like a a basketball or whatever. And then, you know, he makes a cast of it and then in, you know, kind of like erodes it and then puts the crystals in. Um, so the thing is with the crystals over time um they should technically like form in on each other and like create like a full like closed space where that space is. Um so essentially um he's making like all these modern day relics that are supposed to be found like a thousand years into the future, but it's up to the viewer as to whether the art is eroding or whether it's coming together. So when I, when he explained it like that, I was like, Oh, that is pretty fucking cool. Like it makes like a little bit more sense to me. Um, and I think that's when like, I was really like, Oh, okay. Like I can, I can vibe with this. Like, because it, it really is up to like the viewer as to like how they want to perceive the art. Um, and also like, I love the, um, I don't even know what it's like technically called, but like when he does like the cast where like it looks like a 3D thing coming out, but then you go behind it and there's nothing there. I don't, I don't know what the art term for that actually is. So I'm not going to even attempt to, to fucking <laughs> regurgitate it. Yeah. To, to, to tackle that. But yeah, I don't know. Like he definitely is very commercial, Marco. I understand where your disdain for him comes in terms of that. Um, but he also made a pretty good part, point about that. He's like, yeah, like the art community hates me. He was like, he was like, I have no artist friends. Like all my friends are in fashion. Like nobody in the art community likes me. And like, it is what it is. Like, I just got to deal with that. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like he's like socially and like culturally, is there is there like a bigger is there like a bigger more recognizable name and like not obviously not like serious like painted art but I mean in terms of just like commercial art is there somebody that is like more recognizable than Daniel Arsham besides sure. I, I guess I guess I would say I guess like Cause Daniel Hurst or, I was about to say like Cause or like um, Murakami like as well oh yeah Takashi Murakami yeah okay never mind Daniel Arsham fucking sucks I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I um t- 
To be totally fair, though, like, that shit is not as accessible. Actually, I guess the, the Murakami stuff is pretty accessible. You can get, like, a lot of Murakami stuff for, like, a decent price. Um, but it's also not, like, as unique pieces as the, um, you know, like, if he releases, like, the Charizard card or, like, a basketball or whatever it is, you know? Like, when you buy a Murakami piece, like, a lot of the time, it's, like, I feel like it's, like, in collaboration with somebody or it'll be, like, a plush or something like that. Like, it's never something that you feel, like, should go for, you know, like, $3,000 retail or whatever it might be, right? I mean, that's that's the major exposure of Murakami items, though. Well, that's what Murakami has licensed out. You can go buy Murakami things. Yeah. What did you guys think about, like, the Ikea clock that Daniel Arsham did? You weren't with it? You didn't fuck with no. it, Ed? No. Really? Did not enjoy that. I mean, in, in terms of artists, he, he's a little older, but, like, when I see, like, the, the Daniel Arshams of the world, I just throw it all back to Damien Hirst. Like, uh, one of his most notable ones was, like, a, I think it was a skull full of crystals or diamonds. Right? I don't know. Just just the vibe is... Uh, mm, with, with, with the newer artists. But Damien Hirst is my is my pick. You know That's what? Uh, you know what animal he never he never put in the uh, epoxy. The, the tank. Yeah. He should he should he should have done a liger. <laughs> he should he should have done a liger. I don't know why he never did one. He did the shark. He did the. You know what the the cow with like the fucking extra limbs was. <laughs> Fantastic. Spot on. That's probably one of the best. That's probably my favorite Damien Hurst. Yeah. Uh, piece of all time. How much do you think that shit goes for now? Like, too you fucking even... much. Yeah, probably way too much. Not. It's not my thing. But so, did did you like the clock that that he uh, he dropped? I like how it was accessible to people, but when I saw it, I'm like, this shit looks very cheaply made. Like it it does not look like something I'd want in my house. Like I, I'm I'm happy that people are able to get finally get their hand like it's like a mass produced thing that people can get their hands on. But I was not about it. I was not it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I expected it to be a little better because you know, um, with the with the Virgil rugs, fucking amazing job. Like I feel like the quality of the Virgil rugs was really good. Um, they were, like, really cool to look at, and, like, I mean, I'm not really, like, that much into, like, hype beast like, furniture pieces or anything like that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know, for the people that do have that shit in their house, like, I, I don't think it's, like, you know, super corny or anything, but I just feel like this, the execution on this was a little bit forced. They should have probably limited it to, uh, less pieces, and then just like you know, made it a little more expensive, and and you know rolled it out and made it look a little bit more like an actual Arsham piece instead of just like kind of like a real mass market type yeah. of clock. Or yeah, whatever. I saw the. I didn't see like the press photos or or the official ones, but looking at the. Looking at the Instagram posts that had it, like you could, I saw the plastic. I could smell the plastic <laughs> from like my screen. Okay, I'm just like, yeah, 
<laughs> that's that's not it for me. No. Hell yeah. no. Well, damn. Well, well, I'm just looking at it right now, but that clock, I'm looking also deeply more into what it is, but the clock with the Ikea one is just a, another rendition of a piece that Daniel Arsham has already made, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Like, that's, um... Like, he's done clocks and shit before. I don't know if he's, like, done that one for people to, um, like, actually get. Like, has he, like, done that at, like, a more expensive scale before? Like, that one exactly? Yeah. I don't think so. Similar. He had one that it's a falling clock through fabric, it looks like, and he did one that says February 19th. 2021. I still want the Brillo box. I think that's the one Arshan piece I want. If I could get the Arshan Brillo box, I'd be like, let's do it. YOLO. If anybody has one for less than the StockX lowest ask of 5415 Canadian dollars, hit me up and we'll try and figure something out. For um. art, that's actually pretty... Low. Let, let, like, let's go closer to the last sale of 3414 I'd rather get this than the Tudor. Shoot me. Shoot me. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, if you're willing to do this for $3,414, hold it's it for me until the end of the year. It's a very bold claim. Hold, hold, it, hold it for me until the end of the year. I promise I will, I will come and retrieve my Brillo box. The Brillo box... Hmm. Twenty six, twenty seven hundred dollars right now, Canadian. Where? StockX. What? No, it's five thousand four hundred and fifteen lowest ask. Oh, the big one. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, bro. If oh, I'm yeah. going, if I, if big I'm going, if I'm going Brillo box, I'm going all the way, bro. I need the, mm. I need the, the big thing. You're going all the way, aren't you, gonna Andy Warhol? Yeah, I was just gonna yeah, say. I, mean, uh, I was like, it, when I think Brilla, give me a Warhol. Let, let's get, let's Arshim. get, let's get the fucking Arsham first, and then we'll okay. we'll try and see if I can get the Warhol. I'll get the Warhol. I'll get the Warhol. Or like, a you Marcel know what Duchamp. though? I I actually do think that. Um, I think I know that I'll have made enough money to like. Never have to worry about money again if I can just buy a soup can, if I can get one soup can. Yeah. If I can get one soup can, then, uh, I mean, they, they go for maybe like 220. You could probably get one for after fees and everything. So yeah, if I can, if I can cop a soup can, I'm going to pat myself on the back and I'm going to stop working. That's, that's stop working. That's it. That, that'll be the end of me working. Yeah. That'll be like my retirement gift. If I could have a Rothko painting in my house, then I'm good. Oh, boy. I'm fucking good. That'd be pretty good. Right. dream. Yeah, I know. All right. One last thing as we close off. Marco, is archival... How hard... Actually, no. How much time should someone spend if they're interested in archival fashion? Is there like a, hey, you should at least be looking at this shit like for six months before pulling the trigger on things how, how how would they go about it i think it depends depends on what you're interested in and 
let's say, I don't know, you look at Helmut Lang or you look at like Margiela's artisanal uh, line and you like a piece from it, pull the trigger because you're getting a really good piece. The construction on those kind of pieces is really good and like a lot of thought went into the design and um, the making of it. At the same time, I do encourage anyone who wants to get into archival just to like look up information on those designers, especially like Raph Simmons and Lang. There's so much out there. There's so much uh, um, like drawing, so much stuff on Pinterest, on Tumblr that you can just check out. Even on Twitter, there's a lot of like archive accounts that'll post like um, cool images and, and like little facts here and there about the, the designers, as well as Grailed have their own, um, like they have their own blogger. I don't know if that's what you could call it, like a little magazine on the website where they post a lot of cool articles about certain designers. So if you want to get educated, it's not difficult. There's a lot of resources out there. And I do encourage, even if like you're not into our Carol fashion, just to give them a look, because you'll notice that a lot of things um, being put out today are um, inspired by designs from 10, 20, 30 years ago. And even if you look at those designs, they're inspired from stuff way, from way before then. So. It's just like a cyclical thing and um, knowing your history of fashion really puts it all together. So not only will you know like the future, uh, sorry, the present, but you'll also know the past and maybe the future. Wow. that, that are, are you are you hidden just from that? Those, those few lines. Are you hidden? Hidden and why? Hidden and why? Yeah. No, I'm actually, I think I'm blocked by Hidden and why because I, I leave some nasty comments on their posts. Get the they, fuck out of here. That's yeah, man, they, they oh post my, my images with no credit, so I, I leave what some nasty fuck? comments on their posts. <laughs> wow. Wow. But Hidden does a good job of putting people on. Free Marco. Free Marco. Free Marco, seriously. Hidden does a good Free job. Marco. I'll give them the credit. They do a really good job of putting people on, and there's a lot of good archive pages like 404 Archives, Middleman Store. Even there's a page on Instagram called Archivists, and they yeah. post like a lot of like cool images and descriptions along with their pieces. So that's really really interesting to look at and, and to learn. It helps me even with all the experience I have. Love to hear it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just so confused. Why Hidden would would block you? That's that's just that's silly. Oh, it's because I'll post like a picture that they stole from me, and I'll put it on my like close friends story on Instagram be like wow happened once again and then all my like loyal friends will go and comment like you stole Marco's picture and like they'll be say all mean things to them and then I guess they just block me to avoid that kind of situation come on Whoa. come on uh, that's what it is that's the internet right you post something it gets put everywhere I guess I don't give know. Marco I mean, his it, roses it's one guy it's one guy so give him his you know. flowers Give me them Please. IG followers, that clout. I need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Marco, where can they find you? And where can <laughs> sure. they find Nostalgia? Uh, we, you can find us on Grilled. The username is just Nostalgia. So grilled.com slash Nostalgia. We're also on Instagram. Uh, it's in French. So Nostalgie with an E at the end. MTL. You can find us on Depop, Nostalgia MTL. And Heroin is Nostalgia. That's pretty much it. Websites to come. I'm working on it with Mikey's... Uh, protege his son carson so uh <laughs> we're working on the site right now and hopefully we get that up to you and i am inspired <laughs> i am inspired to post like some because i have like a lot of rare books i have like a lot of prints and scans and i think i'm gonna upload a lot of that stuff just so that people can learn based off of that information that i have i think it'd be good for me to share it so definitely stay tuned for that big cool. things coming 
Big things coming. Marco dropping knowledge on all of us all the time. Try my best. I could see it. Love all right, shit. Mikey, where can they find you? You can find me the same place as always. Hey, I'm Mikey on Instagram. H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y. Again, that is H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y. Hit me up. Uh, talk some shit. Tell me I'm stupid. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in a self-deprecating mood today. <laughs> That's okay. We're still getting five stars. So thank you. Keep them coming. Give me the five stars. Give it to Give me. Give them the five stars. Darius, where can they find you? Same place also. D-A-R-dot-I-G. Yeah. There you go. You can find me at St. Viator. Getting some uh, bagels. That's just what I do. That's what I miss about. That's what I miss about uh, Montreal. I was just on uh, St. Viator yesterday. I was just walking around on like the mile end and chilling. Yeah, I don't blame you. <sighs> Anyways, Toronto's bagel scene is just non existent. MTL? Montreal? <laughs> you can find this podcast wherever you can do your podcast. Instagram is springs.thread. Thank you all for listening to this. Marco, thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you very Amazing. much. Thank you, Marco. I hope people can kind of benefit from this. Definitely going to share this out to our existing audience and a lot of my friends that are into archival stuff. I'm going to ask them to hit you up. Awesome. All right. Well, this is Pod 27. Until next time. Take care, guys. Peace. Bye.